0: Hello! We are here today to go deep into Nintendo's battles with these poor content creators.
1: Well, are they really poor? There's quite a standoff between uh, Nintendo and these folks who have been making mods. And some of them have been going into great amount of detail about what's going on, their thought process, how it aligns with what Nintendo's doing. We're going to go down and break it down in detail. Yes. And uh, tell you what we think is happening behind the scenes. Right. There, there,
0: There are two sides to everything. So let's, let's tell you about the two sides because, you know, we certainly have been on one side and now we're on the other side. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll break it down for you. It's an interesting, um, a bit of a loaded topic, but yes. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, as always, everything on this channel is made possible by our wonderful Patreon subscribers. Thank you very much for keeping all of this going. If you want to support us on Patreon, we are at patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. We need your support. If you want to keep hearing our insider Nintendo stories, if you want to have us continue making content, support us on Patreon, please.
1: There's never been an easier way to sign up for Patreon. We have a lot of people who are part of this who have said, this is my first time joining something on Patreon or I hadn't thought about doing it before. But you can get a one-week free trial on our most popular tier, which gets you early access to this podcast, access to our Discord, a lot more. Um, And... Subscriptions start at just $2 a month, so whatever way you choose it's very easy to jump in and get started with our wonderful community
0: Yeah, we were talking to um, someone in the highest tier of our community And they were saying that they've never ever signed up for patreon before and this was their first time and They're super involved in everything that we do here and I was very pleased to be their patreon only child (laughs) (laughs) yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real life only child, so I, I'm happy to be anyone's Patreon only child. So please sign up and join us. Um, the other fun thing that we're doing that we're pushing for this year is returning to Japan. Yes, uh, big trip. Big, expensive trip. We look at flights all the time to see how much it costs to go to Japan for two of us. and it is It's a lot more than it used to be. It's a lot more than it used to be. And no, we're not flying business class. <laughs> 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 Contrary to what you guys might thinking, no, there is no private jet. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a big trip, uh, but it would allow us to make all sorts of really, really cool content for you guys. We want to share with you a lot of our experiences when we were traveling to Kyoto and to Japan for... Um, When we were working at Nintendo, we have a lot of cool stories and and places that we want to share, people that we want to introduce you to, and and we want to go see that we haven't seen in a long time. So, to make something like this happen, though, it does take additional funding for us. You know, we are a small business, and we, we cannot support that on our own, so...
1: We went on a trip before. You just send uh, Nintendo the bill. So here's here's the expense report. Thanks, Mario. Thanks, thanks for paying it back. Now <laughs> it's like I'm I'm getting the bill to myself. What? I know,
0: I know. It is a, a bit different, especially since we left our full time job our full time jobs there to do this. Um, it's been great, but it does mean we need your support. So uh, if you want to see super cool content from Japan, um, our new funding is through Super Thanks and Super Chat. Um, we've already received uh, a lot of yes. donations from you guys. Thank you Thank to you everybody so for those. Thank you so much. It is so appreciated. The
1: thermometer thing is going up.
0: Yes, the thermometer you thing is, see. right here is going up. <laughs> I love the thermometer thing. Um, we're going to be doing some streaming this week, so if you want to hang out with us on stream and send us a super th- a thanks or super chat um, during that, um, we would greatly appreciate it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, super thanks and super chat. Things you can do directly in YouTube. It's very easy. You can give however much you like. It's all appreciated.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, so, let's talk about those streams. Yeah. So we Haven't
0: streamed in a while, so we're kind of excited to yeah, get back. We got it's some been really busy over the last
1: few great weeks. Great games coming out. Yeah. So, um, by the time you uh, watch this, it may have already streamed Final Fantasy Pixel Remastered. Yes. Um, you've
0: been looking for the, to this game for a so long, long, time. long now, and you've been talking my ear off every day about the Pixel Remaster and how upset you were when it was only on mobile. And I then was. The, the hour changed, and that upset you, and then things changed back, and now you're happy again. I don't know. Whatever. I've
1: been foiled at every step trying to play this game, but <laughs> finally it's going to happen. Yes. Um, I think we're going to spend some time just poking around and, and looking like, You know, generally what's changed. And then I want to get into Final Fantasy IV, which is my favorite one. Um, Soon to be your favorite after you you watch me play it. After you understand. I
0: have my own favorite. (laughs) Uh,
1: And then the next day, Thursday, right when Advance Wars comes out on Switch, which is 9 Pacific. Yes. We are streaming then.
0: We're going to stream then. We're going to stream the first hour of Advance Wars. We have been waiting for a long time. We were still at Nintendo when we were marketing this game. That's true. Which is hilarious slash weird because it's been like two years. A, year, uh, a year has passed. Well, more than a year has passed. A lot that's happened two years has
1: <laughs> pertaining to passed. this game. A
0: lot has happened really yeah. in those almost two years. That's crazy to think about. Anyways, um, but yes, it's finally coming, finally. And we're going to be streaming it. We're going to do probably around the first hour or so. Or in my uh, in my own words is when when you decide to have some sort of moment of Um, failure.
1: It happens, to be fair, but I have played Advance Wars 1 and 2 before, (laughs) so I think in in whatever- You've
0: also played Metroid Prime Whatever chunk we're gonna play, I think I'm
1: gonna be be okay.
0: I don't know, we'll see. If you wanna see Kit, potentially. Capture
1: the headquarters. Generate the units. Air superiority.
0: Okay. Those are some those are some good buzzwords yes. that you're you're spouting right now.
1: Kito-san's art of war. Here we go.
0: <laughs> if a tree falls in the forest, you can make a sound. Huh? What is the sound of one hand clapping?
1: It's right there. Figured it, figured it out.
0: Figured uh, it out.
1: we also have a super fun super kit and Krista 64 I'm excited that to is months in the making yeah. that we're finally doing this week. Um you'll you'll be able to watch this soon. So I have a really strange thing in my collection, which is a pretty complete set of Gizmondo hardware and software. Mm. And you might be asking yourself, what the heck is a Gizmondo? What are you you talking about?
0: Actually, I know what it is because you told me about it. So
1: Gizmondo is a handheld that came out in 2005 by this small but uh, um, aspirational Swedish company. And it was a huge failure. Um, mm. but I worked at a PR agency that helped to launch the Gizmondo. I was not on the team that was working on this, but my friend was. And when he left the company, he's like, hey, I've got all this Gizmondo stuff. Do, you want, do you want it? I was like, yeah, I'm dumb enough to take all that. Yeah, sure.
0: you had you have a, a bit of a pack rat mentality. Hey. You do. That's
1: mean. No,
0: it isn't. It's just pack who you rat. are. It's okay. You, I'm a road? You're like a little little bit of a path rat. You have you don't throw a lot of stuff yeah. away. But it's good that you kept but, this, it's important.
1: But the gizmondo is really interesting, like because on paper it had everything to be at like a minimum, the next- at a minimum, interesting. Yeah. So it was a pretty capable um, piece of hardware. It could do like three D graphics back at the time. It had built in GPS, which was one of its big claims to fame. That was like, back fame. in two
0: thousand five. with this GPS. before this
1: is before iPhones. I was going to
0: say before the how easy it is for yes. GPS. Like we used to have to like load it onto our computers. Right. Remember?
1: Right. It oh, had man. it had other kind of like stuff you would see in the PSP. Like I oh, could play music or you could watch a movie on yeah. it.
0: Yeah, the entertainment device.
1: Um, unfortunately, the company went bankrupt uh it was found out that some of the people in the company were involved with the swedish mafia unfortunately there's a famous story about this guy who who like wrapped a ferrari around the pacific coast highway in um malibu uh oh there's a there's a sordid history about gizmondo
0: wow this is
1: very juicy so i have the i have a very full collection of hardware and software um we're going to do a video showing it off right but then tomorrow we are going to visit the Video Game History Foundation yeah. to give all of this to them. We're
0: going to donate it. Because, we are doing a good deed. Yeah, because it is part of video game history. I mean, no matter what a, you know, short little blip it was, it yeah. did, it did, you know, have some sort of significance in the video game community. Yeah. So, it should it should be somewhere, you know, not in a trash pile like I would have done.
1: <sighs> yeah, I was doing a bit of research so it, the Gizmondo sold like Twenty-five thousand units. Period. So that's okay. how many of those are out there. Yeah. And how many of those are in a dumpster now, or yeah. in, or in some landfill because like they never got sold. Exactly. So uh, yeah, this is sort of our good deed of you know making sure that this is not a lost point of video game history. Right. Um, Frank and Kelsey, who run the foundation, are doing amazing things. They worked with Gerard the Completionist on his video Uh most recently of of cataloging all of the eShop games. So I feel great to give it off to them. I mean, Frankly has just been sitting in my garage for a long time. It's a
0: good place to um, have them take it and and keep it as part of video game history. And, you know, we do talk a lot about how Nintendo is kind of bad at this when we were working at Nintendo. So we're going to do the opposite and we're gonna be good video game history citizens and and make a contribution.
1: I'll be honest. I did have a twinge as I was packing all this stuff up. James was like, I should just keep all this. <laughs> That's why you're a pack
0: rat. <laughs> you just proved my point.
1: I know, but they need it more than I do. Again, I'm not. You gonna, can always go see it.
0: It's not I'm not going to do anything
1: with it. Yeah. It's yeah. It's they'll, just,
0: maybe they'll put a little credit. For
1: oh, that. in 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 my honor. Yeah. Oh, that will be nice. In memoriam. A placard well, in, memoriam? Not, in memoriam? Not yet. What's going on? Is The Swedish mafia <laughs> coming after me? What's going on? Are you
0: in the Swedish mafia? I'm not. You're Swedish. <laughs> Don't
1: start spreading What's rumors now you
0: were in the ferrari you
1: were on me. the
0: pacific coast highway it was oh you. no it was you all along this is getting dark you're the sordid history i knew it uh anyhow, confessions episode. you
1: can look forward to that right. that's a video you can watch uh before anybody else with part of your uh patreon subscription
0: yes exciting stuff
1: um lots of other videos we also have a lot of zelda stuff coming we're in the home stretch and out of tears of the kingdom
0: yeah we're gonna do proper zelda week but now we have shifted our minds from mario movie to like all things zelda so we want to do a ton of zelda stuff leading up to it which i'm excited about because zelda is my favorite thing ever so
1: yeah we're gonna have at least one zelda video a week Uh, Probably more. Yeah, uh, as we run up to the release of Tears of the Kingdom. Just last week We did a reaction to the trailer which we'll talk more about in our news section. Mm -hmm. That's a fun video um, Thinking up some of the potential fuse combinations in the game and what and what those could be
0: Yeah, I mean the thing with all of the new game mechanics in Tears of the Kingdom is it really gets your mind in the experimentation mode So we did a video where we were basically just guessing what weapons and items and shields and items arrows and items uh, you could fuse together in tears of the kingdom what will the meat arrow actually do
1: we know we know because we figured it out
0: yes exactly so wonder no more please watch the video
1: yeah um I saw now there are some, some Tears of the Kingdom ads. I don't know if you've been seeing these like yeah, on YouTube or other places. I've been seeing them. And the, the kind of core message is, you know... W- what will your imagination come up with basically right let your imagination like your, run it's wild. your
0: adventure and
1: i really never thought we would ever get a zelda game where that's the tagline i
0: know right It's like
1: this is not minecraft this is not yeah. you know a lego game
0: it's so funny that everyone was like oh so after the gameplay um demo thing that that mr Numa did a few weeks ago it was everyone's immediate thought was like okay so now it's zelda minecraft
1: it's yeah. so interesting
0: that that was like everyone's first
1: i know but that, uh, we are far ahead of that because we have 15 combos that you should check out. Yes. Uh, we are recording this week, and you will be watching soon. Uh, you put together, you you really had to take the lead on this one because I was like, this, I don't, I don't know about this. this.
0: <laughs> so, like, after the last trailer that we did the reaction to, I was reading the comments, and I was feeling stuff as I was watching that trailer. Uh-huh. And I, I think everybody collectively, we all felt sort of the emotion Um, Your goosebumps. I got the goosebumps, you know. I I definitely was feeling more, you know, just emotion and excitement around what the potential story could be. And I know this is not your favorite thing about Zelda, but it is my favorite thing about Zelda. And it just got me thinking about, like, all of the great moments in past Zelda games that gave us, collectively, I think all of us have, have had, you know, kind of emotional responses to, whether it's... It made you sad or made you emotional or made you understand the characters more. So I put together a list of top five Zelda moments that made me cry and you sit here like a statue. So that, that's the title. Of the um,
1: they're good scenes. I, I think we'll, we'll be interested to see what five you came up with.
0: I can't believe that you... I can't believe it. What? You just don't... They're great. Why aren't you feeling things in your body?
1: Just because I'm not crying doesn't mean I'm not feeling an emotion or a feeling inside, deep inside.
0: What is? Come what, on! What's going on in there?
1: Don't you, so you've accused me of being in the Swedish mafia.
0: That's why you're. You've not
1: accused me anything. of being an unfeeling. Well, these two things go hand in hand. And being then you're being a Swedish, pack rat. being Swedish, and you're being a, an unfeeling. You're a
0: Swedish. <laughs> and a pack rat. You're a pack rat, Swedish mafia, <laughs> un- emotionless wow. statue. That's fan fan
1: art of that's going to be off the chain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Our Patreon community loves yeah. to Photoshop you, so get going. Um, anyways, it made me cry. I don't know what it did right. to you, but well, we're are... going to talk
1: about them. So there's yes. yeah, we have the top five.
0: These are some great scenes. We
1: are also going to be ranking every incarnation of Ganondorf that we've ever seen. Yes, in Zelda games. Spin-offs like Smash Brothers glow or up? Hyrule Warriors.
0: Ganondorf glow up?
1: So I'm Daddy so,
0: Daddy Dorf? Now
1: listen. <laughs> listen to me right now. No. When, Daddy we, Dorf. when we did that um, reaction and we saw Ganondorf, you had you didn't say anything about like, oh, he's hot or wow. Well,
0: first of all, the, the or first react- I need to
1: excuse myself. <laughs> so like I don't I actually don't know. And then you went on vacation right after. So yeah. I, have no, I have no clue how you feel about this. Well, we need to know.
0: We do need to know. And he, the Ganondorf incarnation in Tears of the Kingdom has caused an uproar right. on the internet. Yes. Daddy Ganondorf is very... I'm aware. It's trending. But can because you tell me? You want to know right now or you want to know later? Uh,
1: I'd like to know now, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, he's hot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was like, oh.
1: I mean, you could have just told us all.
0: I'm not not sure when his
1: clothes
0: decided to come off, because I was looking at the other incarnations of Ganondorf, and we'll go into more of this in our tier list, but, like, he was wearing, like, proper clothes. Like, he had, like, a shirt on. I don't know. How come he has no... I mean, I'm not complaining, just to be clear. Um, He is completely jacked. Yeah. And he's not wearing a shirt anymore. And he looks... He looks like really good. Like what ha- What happened?
1: Well, he's in various layers of robes. And you know, ro- like a robe is hard to, sk- it doesn't always keep in place. Like it's got that little tie on belt, okay. but it always ends up.
0: It's got like, he's got like a. And he's very
1: active. I mean, he, if you're gonna be that buff, you gotta be active. So he's, it just, it just happens, you like see? like
0: morning after, like I'm gonna bring you breakfast and bed It just, it just right happens,
1: now. <laughs> you understand?
0: In this half, half put on robe, yeah. like yeah, I'll, I'll eat your breakfast
1: uh to me. we need to move on immediately before this gets lurid um uh, real quick so you were in um you were in mexico city otherwise known as ciudad de mexico
0: i was oh very good
1: i wanted to know did you see any neat gaming stuff like I did. you, saw, you I said you said you saw some picture of the mario movie
0: yeah so they apparently um they did this huge partnership with 7-elevens oh. um for the mario movie and in pretty much you know, every Seven Eleven, when I, you know, would go in and get a, you know, water or something like that, yeah. they had some Mario just, like, advertisements up and around. But in this one neighborhood, I was sort of on the outskirts of the neighborhood called Condessa, um, which I, I guess is supposed to be, like, a bit, like, like a younger, mm. sort of more, like, hip neighborhood. Definitely, like, could get that vibe. They had this huge, like... 7 Eleven Mario movie partnership where they like wrapped the whole store. Oh, really? There was like all this cool artwork of.
1: Is like, that that picture you posted that had the pipe? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a movie theater.
0: No, that was a 7 Oh, wow. So it had like the big, you know, Mario movie. Like, logo on the top, a pipe was the entrance. Yeah.
1: Got Super Mario speech. Brothers, La Pelicula. <laughs> that's what it said.
0: <laughs> yeah. And inside was, like, a lot of decorations, too. I'll post some pictures. But I was like, this is so cool. Oh, that's neat. And, like, all outside of it, like, in true Mexico City fashion, were, like, street vendors selling you, like, lots of Mario stuff. So
1: oh, So they really? were, like
0: plushies and like who knows if they're legit or not but like plushies and posters and people were into it i saw lots of people taking photos of it and everything that's cool and then like even i was going around a lot of the little street markets and stuff because i love that um there was like mario and luigi were very popular there was like a lot of you know whether it's like figures or halloween costumes or plushies um it was pretty much everywhere. So I was excited to see that. That's like, it neat. was really neat. It yeah. seemed like people were into it, like Mario, you know, gaming stuff there. Yeah. So it was That's cool.
1: always something I like to do when I'm on a trip is like, what is the gaming scene Vibe. or culture? Seems very like vibrant here? Feels
0: very vibrant. Yeah. yeah it That's was very cool. cool. Very cool.
1: Nice. Uh, we have a wonderful story that we will be telling you about the Zelda 25th Anniversary Symphony. In just a moment. Yes. Because first, we have to say this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. Woohoo! With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit.
0: This came in like a pinch hitter this week. For oh. Me because I was on vacation, yeah. as you said. And of course, I'd had cleaned out, you know, my refrigerator and made sure everything was, you know, I didn't have food like rotting in my fridge, but I timed a HelloFresh oh, delivery you. for um, when I came back. So last night I was able to whip together a quick dinner. I had wow. been flying and traveling all day. I was really tired. I definitely didn't want to keep eating out because yeah. I was eating out right. uh, while I was on vacation. So I was able to have a nice quick homemade meal fresh ingredients cuz it just got it delivered that day um, and it was perfect. Yeah, that's Such great. It's a great way to like reintegrate after vacation, you know. That's great. Yeah.
1: You know, go- going back to things being expensive in the flights we were talking about, eating out is expensive. So
0: expensive. Somehow going to it's the grocery
1: store is yeah. also very expensive. Sometimes yeah. it's like, well, which is actually better? But somehow HelloFresh is like the perfect like mm-hmm. middle path of it's like, well, everything comes to me and it's portioned and I don't need That's to go to the, the store. Yeah. And somehow, like all numbers it's wise, wasteful. it's like it's like this is a great solution.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Super, super nice. Yeah. Um, really, really good solution. And I think all the meals are really delicious.
1: A lot of selection.
0: hmm I did the pescatarian one again. I made Chiopino last night. A San Francisco. Did you say that again? <laughs> Chio- Chiopino? Chiopino? Is that wow. how you
1: pronounce it? I don't know. I think it's just Chupino. You had a couple extra Chupino. syllables there, but okay. But it spelled the C I O. Oh boy.
0: PPINO. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways, HelloFresh
1: though. Yes, go to HelloFresh.com slash KitCrista50 and use code KitCrista50 for 50% off, plus your first box ships free. I repeat, go to HelloFresh.com slash KitCrista50 and use code KitCrista50 for 50% off, plus your first box ships free. HelloFresh is America's Number one meal kit. I'll
0: put the link right here and also in the description below. Check it out.
1: Alright. So this Zelda Symphony, we're gonna talk about this in our story time here. You know, a lot of times when we were at Nintendo, we would get asked, like, oh, what was your favorite, what's your favorite memory or your like top three favorite memories? Yeah, on
0: every anniversary, this, we would get asked.
1: This was always pretty high up yeah. for me, this this me specific event.
0: Me too. Me too. This one was really special and I think it sort of marked from for me um like almost like the beginning of our relationship with Mr. Numa. Yes. I think that's what made it really special because after that event, it really felt like our relationship with him changed. Yeah, yeah. Um I
1: so. I was trying to think back to was this the first time that I met him? And I don't think it was. I it's think not. I, I think I had met him at an E3 prior. But exactly. But
0: this is not the, the time I got to know him. Unless
1: I was working with him deeply on a project, those E3s can be just like, hey, nice to meet you, see you later, yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, or
0: you're like staffing an interview, so you're just sitting quietly in the corner making sure the media don't ask him any weird questions. Right, right. You don't have as much interaction with him, but this is the, the time where I think we had our first, like, sort of deeper personal interactions with him. Yeah. And then, like, afterwards, we were, we felt like we were, like, you know, f- almost like friends, and we, we did all sorts of cool stuff together. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So this was October 2011, mm-hmm. obviously the 25th anniversary. Uh, Skyward Sword came out the next month. Right. So it was a very busy time for us. Yeah. Um, preceding this, though, we should say at E3 2011 kind of kicked this whole thing off because right. we had the symphony at the E3 press the conference. The press
0: conference. Yeah, that was the opener.
1: now is kind of something you see a lot at these events. The, the Game Awards does it. Yeah. Um, Sony did it a couple times when they were still doing press conferences. But back mm-hmm. then, you have to give them a lot of credit. This was a very innovative that idea. That was very
0: innovative, yeah. Yeah, and um, I remember when that symphony moment happened, talk about, like, did you feel something in your body? Mm. Like, did you get goosebumps? That, that Again, that was one of those moments where you look out into the audience and everybody had, like, an emotional response to that type of, you know representation of zelda and i think it was truly one of those like magical press conference moments that kind of kicked off the 25th anniversary um for the for, yeah the, for the zelda franchise
1: it's amazing but i was like we brought all these people together for a two-minute performance
0: <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot yeah. of people well for... later
0: on the, the symphony went on yeah <laughs> i know but
1: just the... at that press like could we just play like a whole concert when this wraps up and i
0: know i let know people hang just, around that would be cool just the open it was two minutes. That was it. If Yeah. That. yeah. I mean, it was just the open. It's and then they crazy. came out and they yeah. talked about
1: the anniversary, talked about Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where the first kind of seed of this started to get out. And we knew there was going to be this big symphony happening. We knew there was going to be this one-off uh, concert and they were going to do one in all three of the main regions. So I think London was Europe yep. and then, of course, Tokyo they did in Japan. Um We had heard rumblings that this might become this big tour but at that point it was very much just like no we're going to do a one-off and we're going to see what happens and we'll we'll figure things out from there right so we knew this was happening but we got brought into this pretty late i would say and there were some frantic moments for sure
0: there were and and we were actually brought in because we were both working on skyward sword right that was the reason why i think At first, it was like sort of a separate thing, and we didn't really know, to your point, like how big it was going to be. But then it sort of spiraled out of control into like this huge moment, and it became really like the pre-launch moment for Skyward Sword.
1: Yeah, there was sort of a smaller team that was working on it behind the scenes, and we were not part of that, and we were not really getting a lot of updates. But then all of a sudden it was, all right, here's the details, here's who's coming, this is what's happening, we got to figure all this out. And it was a lot that was dropped on us. Again, you know. happens a lot. The PR team just getting these random things dumped on us. Make it happen. Whether it's PR or not. So, for example, one of the things things that we had to figure out, like, literally days after getting this assignment was, okay, the symphony is at Pantages Theater, which is this this great historic theater in Los Angeles. Los Angeles has all these great historic theaters, which are beautiful. But we need to deck out. The exterior and interior yeah. with all these giant like scrolls and yeah, it banners. Was, it was
0: like marquee graphics for like that you would make to launch a movie, basically. Yeah. And like of course, none of us have ever done that before. Is
1: that public relations? Would you call that public relations? No,
0: because I literally had to figure out how to do it and it was very Well this this
1: this was like you saved me on this project, like, so many <laughs> times. no idea. Because I, like, it was like, Googled well, I don't that. know how to do this, and I also don't have the time to do this because I'm trying to figure out how to launch this game. Yeah. So it was like, Krista, can you please, like, <laughs> help me and save the day? And you absolutely did. You figured it out. Like, that's one of your best qualities is, like, even when there's something that you don't, like, necessarily <laughs> know. know 100% how to do, like, you don't let that hold you back. You, like, you just attack it.
0: I did have a lot of help with our wonderful events team who are, like, amazing. But I did definitely had to, like, I had a moment of, like, where do I start? Like, I don't even know. Like, yeah. do I call, I have to call, like, call the Pentagon here. Like, get no the clue. measurements and, like, all this crazy yeah. stuff. It looked really cool, though. It looked beautiful.
1: But, again, we had literally, like, Forty eight hours.
0: I know. Yeah. So it I mean was like, you were, we gotta you print this. You
1: were sending like the like people approve this. Like I need this approved in like an hour.
0: Right. Because it's like you need to print it in time time for it to be placed. Right. And there was no time. Like right. those deadlines were really. Yeah, there was just, it was
1: just like deadline after deadline <laughs> yeah. after deadline.
0: And I think the next thing after that was like, we wanna do sort of this like lobby experience yeah. where people can play Skyward Sword. Because mm-hmm. again, everything's in service to the game that was launching. So that was another, like, fire drill of, like, how do we get, like, all of those playable, yeah. you know, um, systems into the Pantages Theater, this, like, old theater has, like, no elevator, like, crazy stuff like oh. that that we had to figure out. Um, like, where are, we, where are we going to, like, have people play and experience the game? What if, you know, if media come, like, what do we do? So that was a whole other, like, event nightmare um, that we had, to, we had to deal with. Right, 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 crazy. right. <laughs>
1: so at the event mr aonuma and mr kondo came yeah and we were sort of responsible for shepherding them through Mm -hmm. their schedule and they were on a pretty tight schedule so they were the the kind of plan for them was come in that day go see the final rehearsal and just kind of sign off on everything yeah and then next day is the event, and they were doing some stuff. They were giving remarks, mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of it. Like, right. it's like we're, we're going off to the next thing after that.
0: Right, right. Um, I always thought that symphony things were really interesting because it's not like a band where like, you practice your set list like, with the same people for like years and years and years, and then you go on tour and perform it. You know, It's always like they just go to a city...
1: It's a new group every they, time. They
0: call yeah. yeah. It's like local um, musicians from that city, right. and then you have like two one to two days to just figure it out as a group. And think about how many people are in an orchestra. You just give them the sheet music, yeah. and they just play. It's like how 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 does this work? So it's always like a dicey moment, especially with you know nintendo and music we d- we did a lot of music projects where it's like well you don't really get the chance to like see this much earlier than like the day before the performance right so like bringing mr kondo and mr anuma it's like well hopefully they can play this hope well this doesn't suck hope it doesn't suck yeah exactly it's like here's a sheet music right. like one two three let's go and hopefully the you know everyone yeah. does a good job and it yeah. was fine obviously I mean, honestly there, were,
1: there wasn't much they could do if it did suck it was like, the, the, sh- the show like, must go on.
0: It's so scary. But
1: the tickets are out there. The tickets are already sold. Venues booked. Yeah. You guys are here.
0: Yeah. And like, f- to the guy that wrote the music, it's like, please don't mess this up in front of this guy. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. that would be pretty bad. Right. So, it's kind of nerve-wracking. <laughs> so,
1: um. <laughs> so, like you were saying, this was our first big interaction with Mr. Anuma and Mr. Kondo. I remember I went to LAX to pick them up because for some reason, normally they travel with-
0: Like an entourage.
1: At a minimum, one person who's there to kind of help them out. There's and, nobody. And that's the team that we usually interface with. So, you know, we're pretty tight with those people. This time, it was just the, the two of them flying over. And I waited so long at customs for them to come through. <laughs> You're like, that I okay? really started to wonder, like, were they on this plane? And I went to the counter because I'd been waiting for over an hour, wow. past like the time I thought they would come out. Right, right, right. I went to the counter, I was like, "Can you tell me if these people were actually on this plane?" Like, "Sir, legally, we cannot tell you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Uh-oh. So normally I would have the phone number of the person that that, that third person right. flying with them. In this case, there was I didn't have Mr. Anima's phone number. Yikes. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was freaking out. He's not on this airplane. What are we gonna like, do? What
0: happened? to It's food. <laughs> Where is he?
1: He eventually came out he was like, we just got so hung up. Like the line was like
0: epically long long, like you've
1: never seen. Yeah. So they get off the plane. They're exhausted. But guess what? We need to take this big van to San Diego immediately. (laughs) uh, To see the rehearsal. The
0: rehearsals, yeah. Because
1: that's where they were rehearsing. So... San Diego,
0: trip. San Diego. San like Diego is away. like a
1: two to three hour trip, depending on the traffic. Mm-hmm. So these poor guys, literally, literally off the airplane from Japan, just stuff them into this van to drive to Dickens, road trip t- t- to t- San Diego. T- t- take a nap. <laughs> I feel bad for them. Take a nap that is hard. I mean. <laughs> um, but we got to the rehearsal venue. It was this kind of very small. You know, music center, and um, also that was the first time we got to hear the music. Yeah, which was incredible.
0: It was incredible. You did something bad that day.
1: I didn't do anything bad.
0: You did. What are you talking tell, about? Tell the people what you did.
1: No, 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 no. So they uh, were using what, what? would you call these? Uh,
0: it's sheet music. But books.
1: but what do you call that that actual thing? The the scorebook or yeah, it was a scorebook. Right. So they had yeah. all these scorebooks, and um, which had literally all the written music for the whole thing. I was given one. You took it. I was given one. Somebody says, like, oh, if you want to follow along, you can just grab one. They just had a stack of them. So I had it, and then I kept that. So I have that. That's a great memento for me. I wonder how many of those are out there. More or less than Gizmondo's. (laughs) Probably (laughs) Probably less. less. Probably less. It's like 100, maybe? Um, But Mr. Aonuma and Mr. Kondo, you could tell, really loved the music. They were really excited about this. Yeah. You could tell, though, the music was slightly rough. Yeah, and that yeah. was that, that was, was a little nerve wracking. That though. was my critique of all of these concerts. We, we, I ended up going to three. I don't know how many you ended I went up going to. Like
0: four or five, <clears throat> like a lot, because I worked on it for like a long time.
1: We both went to that one. The the company put sent us to one in San Francisco. I
0: went to one in San, uh, in Seattle. We
1: went to that one together. Oh, that's right. We went to. And that then one maybe together. you went to a couple. I more. I went
0: to one in New York, I believe as well.
1: But like you were saying, the nature of that event where they just bring these people in, they learn it like. Two crash course. Were. Yeah. The performances were never perfect.
0: Yeah.
1: But I guess it is and what it is. <laughs>
0: it is what it is. I mean, it's not like the Philharmonic, you know. It well, I think in London. Excuse like, you.
1: It actually was <laughs> I think it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like where? What symphony? Like they should use the San. Did they use the San Francisco Symphony, Davies? I think so. Yeah. Because they're good. That's where it was. I go, I go to that. Well, they're thing. all good. I but go to that all the time. I mean, you
1: might need more than an hour, than an hour to to, to learn the yeah. pages and pages. I mean,
0: I didn't mind it because I I just loved. The experience of it. But yeah, I mean, there was maybe a mistake or two. Right. Along the way. Yeah. yeah playing yeah. like a whatever, it's fine.
1: So, uh, coming out of that rehearsal, everybody's very happy, feeling good. Stuff them back into that van.
0: <laughs> oh no. And then we're
1: driving back up
0: <laughs> to LA. Uh, the coast.
1: And th- at that point, they're just completely chaotic. They're chaotic. Uh, they're yeah.
0: out. Yeah. I've definitely fallen asleep in many car car rides with Mr. Anuma. What? There was another time where I KO'd in the car with him. Oh, you no. were the only one that was awake. I,
1: I will never fall asleep. You never, please.
0: like no. me and him Somebody and like needs to two awake. other people were like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was not driving for the record either. I'm no, driving. no, no. Oh no, my no, gosh, no. never. No. So next day is the performance. Um, we get to the venue. We get to see the venue in detail. It so beautiful. Looks perfect. It looks perfect. So well done by you.
0: All the fans come in to get to play the game early. Um, in the lobby before the show starts, so many people are in costumes, dressed up, up, like all of the fandom was there. I think whenever the developers get to see just the passion of the fans, it always like brightens them, you know, and I think this was one of those experiences for sure where they like looked out, they peeked out into the lobby from their little hidey hole and was like, oh my gosh, look at all these people, all dressed up, so excited about Skyward Sword, um, and it really, like, brought joy, you know, to their hearts. So it was right. really cool to see
1: that. And they were true surprise guests. Yeah. So people didn't have any expectation right, that right. they were going to be there.
0: Exactly. And first
1: it was Mr. Aonuma who went out and made some remarks, that which were great, and he got a huge ovation.
0: Yeah. And That's my favorite part.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why that was one of my favorite events from, yeah. from our time at Nintendo. I shed, a, I shed a tear. Was that... you know, for all the great things that they've created and done, like, they don't have that many opportunities to really get that outpouring of love.
0: Yeah, and sometimes I feel like when you're just, like, making a game and you're, like, tunnel vision into it, it's hard to, like, pull yourself out to see the impact. Yeah. So giving them the opportunity to do that, no matter what that looks like, um, is really important. And it, it makes me a little bit sad that now... They really have less and less opportunity to do that. Right, right. right. Like, you don't see them going to events very often anymore if if ever so this was one of those moments where you truly saw like their cups were refilled kind of by the outpouring of love right
1: there is a good kind of know, people who are in game development talk about morale all the time and that's a huge morale builder
0: yeah it's like you just worked yourself to the bone for like years on this game yeah i
1: mean he's the one who's there but he can go back and he can tell the team all about it and share his stories and that, that has a big impact on everybody absolutely and he you know he has had a lot more opportunities of this over the years, like yeah. winning Game of the Year at the, at the Game Awards. Yeah, so I was going to say that was the another moment, example.
0: But like he, you know, and he's come to like Comic Cons before, and we'll tell that story another time. Um, so he he definitely has had, that. and I think he he truly like he wants to do this, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was really great to see like that moment for him, right. Sort of culminate on stage,
1: right? Um, and then the the you know the performance goes on, and if you've never seen one of these performances it's set to visuals yeah so you know scenes taken from the games other Mm -hmm. custom visuals kind of visualizations of zelda that are made and it's a really impactful effect yeah
0: really powerful when you combine the two it's like really like it it definitely there you know those emotional moments we talk about they really like pull at those heartstrings in those in those visuals (laughs) so
1: again there's now there's so many other symphonies and video game symphonies. It seems like you're on the, this circuit of like pop culture symphonies. What was the last one you went to? Hocus it was like Pocus, <laughs> Star Trek. What? Hocus
0: Pocus? Well, I went to <laughs> this this thing that was really cool. It's like um, movie night at the San Francisco Symphony, yeah, where they play the movie, but the orchestra does the oh, soundtrack. So sure. I saw Hocus Pocus on right, Halloween. Right. That was great. But again, in, tw-
1: in 2011.
0: Is like I think, novel, I think you know?
1: there was maybe like one or two, I think, again, Tommy Tallarico, uh, yes. friend of, quote, friend
0: no. of
1: the podcast. He had one <laughs> and there, there might have been something for Final Fantasy around that time. Yeah. But this was really a, a novel idea. Yeah. And... You know, look at where Nintendo is now with the movie and all these other entertainment things. This did feel like a very tiny first step into yeah, that world. Exactly.
0: It's like, it's not a game. We're doing something that's beyond a video right. game. Right. That was the other thing. once.
1: That was know? the other thing that was special about it was like, it's it's more than just a game. And you see how this tiny piece of it has impacted so many people so mm-hmm. strongly.
0: Right, right. Um, the other moment, sort of the stage surprise moment was Mr. Kondo coming out. Mm-hmm and i remember we were like talking to him right before and um he he, he's a very quiet very reserved man and he he looked a little like a little nervous and he
1: does get nervous he does get nervous
0: and i remember i was sitting back there with him and i was like are you you okay do you need anything like you feeling okay Mm -hmm. and he was like i'm a little nervous i'm like about what part and he was like oh just the speaking part don't (sighs) just speak in front of people but Um, As soon as I sit down on the piano, I know I'll be okay because I can do that, like, in my sleep, basically. And I was like, oh, that's, like, not the opposite. Like, I can, I would, I would, I remember old piano recitals where I was, like, so nervous. But, yeah, it's like, that's his comfort zone, you know? And he played uh, Grandma's Theme right, from Wind Waker. And, yeah, you could tell, like, when he was on stage, he was sort of, you know, quiet and, and a little bit reserved and nervous doing his opening remarks. Mm-hmm. Mr. M- was much more comfortable on stage, I yeah. think. And then he sits in on the piano and just like shines like you know this this is like what he's meant to do, you know? And it's really cool to to see that and just like be with him in that moment and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this is like you found your calling. Like this is this is what you are meant to do, you know? Right. It's really amazing.
1: Right. Uh, so, we're making our list of the top five things that made you cry. Did this performance make you cry? Yes, I'm getting yeah. a
0: little teary right now.
1: <laughs> you, had
0: to, you had a pocket full of tissues for me. Man.
1: I was ready because you were talking the whole time. Like, I'm going to cry, I'm going to cry, I'm going to cry. <laughs> and where were your tissues? Nowhere. Nowhere. You didn't have them. I
0: didn't have them. any tissues at all. I didn't oh. have pockets.
1: <laughs> you had pockets. I had pockets. You're all right. right, that's the compromise. You had a pocket. I see. So, the performance finishes um, really incredible. There's there's videos on Nintendo's channel where they were doing testimonials, sort yeah, of, and you yeah. can see people talking about it. Like, yeah. You can see they were really touched. Um, I again, I was doing a bit of research last night. I found a review of the the symphony that was on Destructoid, and it was like such a glowing, well written um, review. I was like, oh wow, this person really really had a great time. And then I got to the end. Who is it? It was Chad Conselmo, oh! who. <laughs> You might know Chad, Chad. Chad works at Golan, which is Nintendo's PR I agency, love it. and he's oh. the nicest guy ever, and like the, just the purest soul, yeah, and the purest Nintendo fan. But he worked at Destructoid, so Before, I didn't know okay. he was there. That's so that funny. Is the
0: sweetest, of course, it was Chad, <laughs> the sweetest person <laughs> right, on this right. earth, would write a glowing review for the Symphony. That was like the most heartwarming moment of all of our lives. Yeah. Perfect.
1: So. After that, we all went out to dinner. They were really, like, reveling in that moment, <laughs> which, again, was was really they heartwarming. They always want,
0: like, the heaviest dinner at, yeah. like, 10 p.m. It's
1: like, I need
0: a... I need a steak dinner. I,
1: I need a 28-ounce ribeye yeah, tomahawk steak. Yeah, but it's, like, steak.
0: 10.45 at night. So like, like,
1: five 30. minutes before the restaurant closes. <laughs> I know. And so we're, yeah. <laughs> we're
0: obviously... I remember we had a moment, too, at dinner where... Um, he, Mr. Numa was like speaking Japanese and and obviously and, and we you know had our translators and all that stuff But we we're talking about like food foods that we don't like mm. and then they were like, what is this Japanese word for? They're saying this all in Japanese um, But I think they were trying to find the word for cilantro because he doesn't like cilantro uh-huh. But I guessed it before he said it in English. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, well, how did you know? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that was what you were gonna say. Okay. Uh, see? Hmm. I like cilantro to be fair He's one of those people that thinks it tastes like soap
1: can't relate. Um, so yeah, it was just a really perfect tribute to them, tribute to the series, yeah. and went on to be. How many years did that symphony go on on tour? Two
0: over two a, years. Yeah, a
1: long time. A long time. It just went yeah, on and on it and did. on.
0: Yeah,
1: and you know, you wonder if Nintendo will ever do some sort of event like that. They, yeah. cer- they certainly could if they wanted to. They
0: definitely easily. Could. You can add like a some sort of show maybe to the uh, Super Nintendo World experience.
1: Yeah, that would be great. That would
0: be cool. They have that, you know, at Disneyland, right? They have like fireworks shows with the music. They oh, do that. oh, I see. That'd be great.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, so that's that's uh, an event I think uh, both of us will never forget.
0: Yes, yeah. we're going to cherish that memory forever. But it was really great to um, to be a part of that and. Uh, yeah, ten years later for the thirty-fifth anniversary, you got a game watch, and, and that was it. Nothing. You
1: got a game so there watch. Was,
0: there is the difference in, in <laughs> ten, ten years, years can people. make a big difference. We're all different people yeah. ten years
1: later. <laughs> we do not have a never a minute segment this week because
0: the massive monster news section. The
1: news section just got out of control this week, yeah. And to prevent <clears throat> this from being a
0: four-hour four-hour
1: podcast, uh, we're not going to do it. So we're I just going to skip that for this week. Yeah. But we're going to go straight to the games we are playing. Yes. And I want to start with you because there was all this intrigue, again, you've, you've, you've been keeping secrets. I've not. About uh, what your big travel game on this trip was. Yeah. So tell us.
0: Okay. Um, I finally played the Bayonetta Origins mm, demo. Perfect. Because you were totally right. It's like not very long and it was the perfect little playing game yeah. for me to play.
1: How long is that flight?
0: Uh, to Mexico City, about four hours. Okay. It's not long at all. It's actually a really easy trip, and um, it, but this was the perfect game for it. And yeah, I, I was I was complaining um, last week that I haven't really, you know, had had the time to sit down with some of these demos or some yeah. of these little shorter indie games, and haven't made much of an effort to try to discover some new stuff. So try to remedy that on this trip, um, and. Uh, got the Bayonetta demo, and again, this is you know Bayonetta is a series that I don't completely click with, but this one, you know, after you played it and tell, told me about it, it definitely is more in the vein of games that I do like.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I I really liked it. I mean, obviously the art style is super unique and and really beautiful and and like cool to look at. It's really interesting to get to know Bayonetta's origin story. You know, there's certainly like a lot about her character that I've never thought about before like why is she the way she is and you know they talk a lot about her parents and her like really sad childhood and what what she what she's going through and the other thing that I thought was really interesting about this demo that they really like make a big deal to tell you about is like that she's really fearful you know she's not like when you see her later in the game she doesn't seem fearful at, at all she's like you know really tough like um action oriented yeah. character, but this is like she she started out as like a scared little kid basically um so to to see that kind of personality develop through this game has been is is really cool and the gameplay is really interesting it's definitely one of those like it's a little bit hard to get used to because you feel like you're like rubbing your stomach and patting your head at the same time. Once
1: you get, once you start controlling the two Both characters at characters,
0: once. Yeah. You, you can get into that mode, the hug mode, which is really cute, where you just like hold the cat. Right. Um, but yeah, if you, there's a lot, they really require you. It's kind of like that game um, that we streamed together, Blanc.
1: Mm hmm. It where was. Where it's like
0: you need the, the Cheshire yeah. character. Um, which is, like, this demon-possessed stuffed animal, basically, right. to do certain things. But you also need to control um, uh, Bayonetta to do, like, certain things as well. And it is, like, a little bit, like, wait, I need to, like, my my right side, left side of the brain is a little confused. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the gameplay, the actual gameplay part of it is pretty interesting. Like, she can't really attack at all. She can, like find them and she can cast spells a little bit and then all the attack is done by Cheshire and then there's also a lot of these like puzzling things where you like have to like throw Cheshire onto these cliffs and then you have to like go a different way around and like try to reunite and if you're too far apart like Cheshire starts to lose power so you really have to be careful about like moving her a little bit and then moving the Cheshire a little bit and like figuring out where to go um, but yeah, I, I think it's really—it's a really unique Bayonetta experience, and I really liked it. I'm probably gonna keep going and play the rest of the game. I finished the demo. So. Did you get it already? Yeah, I bought it already.
1: <clears throat> oh, nice.
0: Yeah, so I'll—I'll I'll, I'll try to keep going and see. Cool. See what happens. But I really liked it. It's really fun.
1: I'd—I'd yeah. I'd actually really like to—to to play through the game, but it won't be happening until. <laughs> July. Until slash August <laughs> slash 2024. We'll see. Um, I so going back to again again to last week's episode, you made a comment that turned out to be quite controversial.
0: The indie games comment? You
1: said there there people have mad at there me. have yet to be any big or notable indie games this year. I mean and people came after you.
0: People really did. Like that was kind of mean, you guys.
1: To be fair. You know, some indie games are so, like, they become so popular, they're, like, front and center, you can't miss them. Right. There's a lot of, I mean, it's not to say there aren't good indie games, but, like, th- the process of finding them is hard.
0: It is really hard for and It is really hard for yeah. me because I have very limited time in my day to dedicate to something. Right. And I, and I, this is just me, you know, I usually gravitate towards something that either someone has recommended to me... Or that is really popular, that everyone's playing. Um, But it is hard for me to, like, wade through the eShop or Game Pass or whatever to, like, try, like, 20... Thirty games until I find one that I like. It's. It, I don't have honestly the, the time to
1: do. You're not me. a risk taker. We know that about you.
0: I'm a risk taker. Um, but there was but one I don't game like that time.
1: people really mentioned a couple times and gravitated towards is Pizza Tower. Yeah. Which I said, oh, this is on. Uh, this is a Steam only game. Yeah. I now have a Steam Deck. Right. So challenge accepted. I'm going to check this yeah. out and see if yeah. it's as good as people say. Yeah. This is a game that I had heard of a little bit and looked at a little bit, but I kind of crossed it off in my mind, and said, eh, I don't know if I'll like this. So it's a bit tricky to, to describe, too. So it, just, it says, even in its own kind of write-up, it says it's inspired by the Wario Land series, which, to be mm-hmm. honest, is not a series that I really have a ton of affinity for in the first place, so that doesn't really mean much to me. But it's a 2D platformer, where you play as this kind of pizza chef looking guy (laughs) and so you really simply like the the goal is to get to the end of the level and then a timer kicks in and you have to make it back to where you started before the timer runs out or you lose So So interesting,
0: go backwards. Yeah, so
1: that's an interesting idea. It's not just get to the goal. It's get to the goal and and find your way back. And all these levels are pretty big. Like, I would kind of compare it to, like, those sonic levels that we talked about where it's not not just a straight A to B. There's a lot of kind of different routes you can take or different paths you can take. And that was something that made me nervous a little bit at the beginning because, like, oh, if if the clock's ticking and I need to get back and I could get lost really easily, that's not going to be fun. Uh, that hasn't happened a lot. To, uh, usually th- your way back is different than the path you took right. getting there. Like yeah. the levels are designed in a way
0: where you can't just take the straight way back. You probably can't get back up certain Right.
1: There's like, so, certain yeah. Areas. yeah, there's there's kind of a path getting there or there are just a number of paths getting there and then there's a number of different paths getting back that you can take. So that's interesting and and I'm glad that they did what they could to rule out the frustration part of that because yeah. that could have that, I, like i could have just that would put, have been a turn be like, I'm, I'm done with this game yeah. if i just like, got lost um so i actually haven't had a lot of problems with the, the getting back part mm-hmm. which could be really stressful so you have a lot of interesting like capabilities and powers so like the wario thing is like you can run and you can build up momentum and you can like run through walls or run okay. through enemies you can grab enemies and you can just like throw them away um you don't really have a life bar per se. Okay. You can take as many hits like you you never die unless you're unless you're in a boss battle. The boss battles are a little bit different. It all seems to come down to like what is your score at the end of the level? I see. So, and I'm I mean, I'm just trying to experience this game, so I'm not at a point where I'm really concerned with the score. So, again, taking something that could be frustrating and making it not that frustrating. Yeah. There's also a lot of really like one-off game mechanics that they put into these levels, which have been interesting to see. A lot of these are kind of like transformations. So I got one where like you jump into a barrel and you start rolling and you know, you jump and you can you can mm-hmm. interact with things differently. I found one which was really complex where they even give you like a mini tutorial where you're riding on like the back of this hamster. Oh, hamsters. And you can, and you can throw the hamster. Oh my. And there's a lot of different things that the hamster can do that you normally can't like do. Kirby. A little bit, but these are mechanics that you only get once. And oh. they, they never seem to come back in any of the other levels. So, oh, they're, wow. so they're like unique to, to that, that level. Oh, level. Uh-huh, interesting. Which is neat because that's a lot of work to put into a game. Yeah. And Not every level has one of those, but right. I'd say like half-ish of them have. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, one of the things that did turn me off about this game initially was the art style. Yeah, I
0: was using the aesthetic. It was a little bit well unique. Uh,
1: the comparison that I see most is like a, like a Ren and Stimpy kind of like 90s Nickelodeon oh, cartoon. Okay,
0: interesting. Where
1: there's kind of a certain style, but you'll often see it depicted in these different styles. Like, I don't know. I, I just kind of, it doesn't really click with me that much.
0: Okay. But you like but Ren and Stimpy.
1: I do. I love Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. But I, yeah, so I'm not sure if that's really the perfect comparison for it. Um, it just, it's just not an art style. Does it look
0: but, Gross. Because Ren and no. has, like, kind of a gross... Or, like, some of the Nickelodeon cartoons yeah. has, has, like, a little bit of that gross factor. Yeah. That was, like, fun, funny when right. we were kids. But, right. like, is that is that what it is? Or No,
1: I wouldn't say that. It's okay. it's just not an art style that super clicks with me, which is fine. Like, that, yeah. that's not hampering my enjoyment of the game. All right. There's a pretty steep-ish learning curve because, again, there's so many mechanics that kind of go beyond what you would expect in a standard platformer. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's the running, and then once you get up to a certain speed, you can run up walls. Oh. And... So it is, like, a little bit like Sonic, too,
0: where it has it like, does some have
1: that, it, it does have some mechanics. Sonic stuff. It's definitely not, like, the Sonic where you, like, you're just running for the sake of running. Like right. you, you do need to, be, do need to be, be reacting be to things.
0: Strategic.
1: And considering your path and what you're going to do. Um, but this game has grown on me. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that it's, like... Game of the Year, like like some people have said.
0: Yeah.
1: I've seen some people saying that, but it has been fun, and I'm, and I'm glad I found it. Yeah. Um, the people on our Discord who were pointing this out, they were saying, I guess the developer has not been like super open to bringing it to other platforms, and I, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, so who knows if it'll ever come to anything more than Steam, but that's why I get the Steam Deck.
0: I know. Yeah. So one of us can play it, right? Right, There you right. go.
1: And I guess this, this game is also not super long, so I might... Uh, to finish it. Oh, I've only got a few days
0: before. I'm <laughs> so remastered. <my> <laughs> and <laughs> I'll Advanced do my, Wars.
1: I'll do my best. <laughs> yes. I'll do my best. Yes. Resident Evil 4 is not on this list. What happened to Resident well, Evil 4? i was 4? on vacation. So, so what are you going to do now?
0: I'm going to go back to it to this week. Okay. i got to finish that game. I'm almost Are you done. playing
1: Final Fantasy Pixels? Probably not. Are you playing Advanced Wars? Yes.
0: You are playing like advanced, all Wars. All of advanced Wars. I Wars. I have right. to play Advanced Wars, at least for a little I bit. I think you
1: can finish it by the time Advanced Wars comes out. <clears throat> I think so too. Yeah.
0: I think so too. I only have like Four or five more chapters left, yeah,
1: I believe. Yeah. So. The other big thing I've been playing is on the Playdate.
0: Yeah, catching been, up on your Playdate. It's been thing. a
1: little while since we talked about the Playdate. So Playdate did a pretty big update um, maybe a month or so ago Yeah, where they rolled out a whole store where you can buy games straight from them. Yeah, it's I like think, the
0: eShop, basically.
1: Pretty much. And I think they're doing a whole other season of games that you can get into if you want. So they have about... 12-ish games that they sent me codes for, so thank you for that. And I just spent a night playing through all of them. Yeah,
0: those are, like, really quick little experiences, so it's perfect. The,
1: these games are very, like, I can tell immediately if I like it or not. Yeah. And the ones that I don't, it's like, I'm, I'm just noping out of this. Right, right. Um, I mean, some of the games are, they don't do the best job of taking advantage of the hardware. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, here's a pretty standard, like, tetris puzzle game. It's like, yeah. I don't know why this is on this platform. Right, right. It's not really taking advantage of it. I could probably have a better experience with something like this on something else. So I was just like, no. I did find four that I wanted to talk about um, out of that group. Um, the first is Grand Tour Legends, which uh, I'll just tell you up top is a Bodhi contender. Oh. On the play date, Black believe and it or Like not. Bodhi?
0: BW yes. Bodhi?
1: So this is a cycling game bicycles bicycling oh. I think I showed you this before so
0: you can see it from the back <laughs>
1: and all you do is <laughs> so short. so turning the, turning crank, the crank is yeah. very you know close like to cycling. Pedal, right right, right. Yeah. and that's actually all you do you don't do anything with the pad but you are going like up and down inclines and you have a stamina meter mm. so you are trying to manage your pedaling with your stamina and using the inclines to your advantage to win a race oh. it's it's very simple but it's very fun there's different cyclists you can choose from, and they have different stats. You can do different things. The graphic, I've seen a few games now on the Playdate that are using this kind of like really detailed graphics, but yeah. they've somehow scaled it down to work on the Playdate. I don't know how they're doing this. Right. The, these graphics seem too good to be it's on. It's too crisp. There's some trick they're using. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still, you know.
0: Black and white. Black and
1: white, small screen, small resolution. There's only so much you can do, but they've. I've seen a couple games that are doing stuff like this. It's, it's impressive. It's
0: pretty impressive. And it's it does impressive. have a very distinctive style, which I like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the butts, though, like, they have a mind of their own. They're just, like, flapping in the wind as this <laughs> this person is, like, cycling away. Y- again, you have to see it to believe it. It's
0: like butt physics.
1: Strong contender for Bodhi. Like this. this is This is the closest. <laughs> like, whoa. There's two cheeks. All right. Like Point I'm, taken.
0: Twerking twerking on that bicycle <laughs> this
1: next game i i really have a soft spot for this next game which is called heidi spot
0: <laughs> i like the title
1: and again like i didn't have I, I i didn't know what these games were in a lot of detail going into them so I'm like what's this what's this about and in this game you're playing as a kid a couple days before christmas oh my
0: goodness. and it's like the middle of
1: the night you wake up you're like i'm gonna find the presents that are in They're hidden around the house before Christmas. You did this. I've I've absolutely done done this. I've of course done this, so I can relate. Um, And it's kind of this top-down style, and you can go in all of the different rooms in the house and like and snoop around. And like you go into like a closet and like move clothes behind. Like oh, I found a present. And there's like ten presents or so, and you have to do certain things to find them. Okay.
0: Does mom catch you? Is there like a like a stealth kind of thing?
1: I kind of cut my playthrough of this short because like i want to come back to this when it is christmas yeah you
0: need the christmas vibe i always
1: games. talking about you need christmas games
0: i know there's not that many and
1: this is such a great christmas game that yeah. i'm absolutely at it, and it's short enough that i could just play it like every, yeah. every, year, every year now yeah yeah yeah. but it's got a lot of charm like it's kind of like there's little like running commentary from the point of view of the kid that's really like sweet and nice so i, I like that one a lot
0: okay that's really cute
1: um carve junior is a snowboarding game
0: oh.
1: where you are using the crank to kind of
0: like do the do yeah.
1: the what would you call it? i don't snowboard what do you call that basically just to steer your snowboard to
0: carve that's what it's called
1: that's that's actually what it's called yeah oh, okay cool <laughs> um oh, no. you can also so you're using that and you're also doing a couple things on the d-pad okay. like you can like duck down to build momentum. Okay. Is that a thing you do? Yeah. And then you can also press up to jump. Yeah. Okay. So you're trying to like get through the course but also do some some cool stuff. I like it. The controls were a bit tricky. Using the crank with the D pad is just because you need the way you're turning the crank and the do way it like you're at holding it—it it was just or? a little uncomfortable okay. to do both at the same time. And maybe I just needed more time with it. But it's—it's it's one of the more, I'd say, complex games that I played with this group. If I could just get the hang of those controls a little bit more, it would be cool. Yeah. This last one, uh, the botanist—I would describe this as like an interactive comic book. Okay. Where you're turning the crank and it's kind of going like panel to panel. I see. And in some panels, there's nothing happening. You're just taking in story. But in other panels, you do need to do some sort of gameplay-ish mm-hmm. thing. So it's a combination of like story with very, you know, light interactive stuff. This it's, It actually takes place in outer space where you're like exploring and trying to find something on this far-flung planet. Oh, okay. So it's got kind of a sci-fi feel to it. The thing with this was it's... It's only about fifteen minutes long, like the whole thing. Oh, so I, I like finished.
0: Literally, it. can just read the thing. Yeah, was like it? boom,
1: I was I was done. It was story it's like, good. Oh wow, it was cool. Yeah, I liked it. Like there's there's not really any the dialogue, right? so it's all no, okay. no, it's kind of cartoony. It was good, I liked it, but I wonder, like, is that...
0: Like, is that like volume one? Right. Is there like a volume? two? Is that the
1: first issue? Are they yeah. like? Does it
0: end on a cliffhanger?
1: Is that could be a cool way to do a series? Like I remember when I was at Konami, we did have like there was the Metal Gear Solid interactive graphic novel yeah. it was a silent hill interactive I remember graphic those. novel yeah those were really neat and i don't know if anybody's doing a lot with that kind of style but I, I i did like this but it was quite short
0: i like that style i think it's really fun to have like that's a bedtime game
1: absolutely yeah 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 so those are the four that i really liked um i sadly i, I don't hear a ton of people talking about the play it anymore you know i hope it's it continues to be a, a viable platform for yeah. people to make games on because it is so unique but yeah, there's still some some cool new stuff coming out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. It sounds like they're still updating it, which is great.
1: Yeah. Anything else you've been playing? No. All right, let's get into this mega news oh my gosh, segment news. here. Which oh boy, it just keeps going and going and going. Well, let's start with uh, this Tears of the Kingdom trailer. Yeah. The final trailer. The we final should say. trailer.
0: They said very specifically.
1: Uh again, we have our full reaction mm-hmm. to the trailer on the channel. Yeah. But now that we are a week-ish past, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts now?
0: Yeah, I think the trailer really did a lot to answer some of those lingering questions that we've all, maybe not you, but we've all had about what is going on with the story. Like, what is the scope of this game? I think it was it was pretty... I I really like the gameplay demo, but that truly was very focused on specific gameplay mechanics. And without the context of like where this sits in the story or what story surrounds the mechanics, it's hard to understand like how big Tears of the Kingdom is going to be in comparison to Breath of the Wild. Mm. Um, And I think this trailer did a good job of telling us that answer. And it's going to be huge. There's tons of characters that they showed, there are really cool like story moments that i think piqued a lot of people's interest like we we both had that reaction and i still feel this way and i'm really excited about this is like we didn't want the world to feel empty and there, there was you know they showed like villages full of people yeah. and characters that you love coming back like and, a
1: big like group battle almost i'm very exactly interested in that.
0: exactly so it just feels like there's a lot happening in this world it's very vibrant um, it feels like the story is going to expand upon the foundation that was built in Breath of the Wild, which was admittedly a bit light on the story, um, and it brings back all these characters that I think we we love, um, and we want to know more about them and how they kind of fit into the Zelda universe. And so, I think that part of it is like super exciting, yeah. and like it really made me definitely. Gave me the goosebumps and made me excited about this game coming
1: out. Yeah, the it's, goosebumps. The goosebumps. For a long time, everybody had been saying we want this game's version of the 2017 trailer. Yeah. Which isn't it's like one of the best trailers ever. Right. But I wouldn't say it was like super indicative of the final game experience of That's Breath the of thing. the Wild.
0: Yeah, because when you watch that trailer, you do expect so much more story. Like, that
1: game, to me, is much more... Slow play, subdued. Yeah. Yep,
0: um, and you're really relaxing getting...
1: almost. And that was like we got the bombastic music. We right. got like we're, we're we're using all the ammo from the cutscenes to show the yeah. most emotional moments. And the and, thing with
0: the Breath of the Wild is the cutscenes were so like not the focus. Like those memories, it was then in a way where it was supposed to be like you can kind of trigger them right. whenever you feel like. Right. It wasn't like really something that was pushed on you right which is not what we saw in that yeah. 2017 trailer
1: right so I, my expectation is tears of the kingdom will be similar to breath of the wild and it's not you know the Hans zimmer soundtrack <laughs> blowing you away as you play this game like it's going to be a bit more slow pace it's going to be a bit more methodical it's going to be you know at your at your speed but it's interesting that so many people wanted that again yeah yeah so but i I mean no
0: i i might disagree with you a little bit on that like i kind of feel like they they, they they're gonna push you a little bit past like the let's just hang out under a tree for 10 hours and listen to the wind blow like i do feel like with this trailer and just with like the amount of story details that we're seeing—it's going to be way more than Breath of the Wild.
1: You're Empire. just falling into the same trap of what we were talking about for the, the trap. last one. I fell
0: into, I'm falling in. It's not going to be like that. But I think that's what they're going to do to make this game feel like the step above, which is what we we both talked about this a lot. Like our expectations are kind of like managed with this game because we're both, you know, not worried, but we both want to be realistic that you might not have those same feelings. That you did when you played Breath of the Wild, because that was just a brand new Mm -hmm. experience. And I think if they are thinking about that as well, like how do we take that magic that everyone experienced playing Breath of the Wild, like how do we like up the ante, Mm -hmm. like making that a bigger deal, like the the more like exciting story or the more like making that more forefront. I think people want that, so Mm -hmm. that could be a way to like differentiate it. Some people. Game of the year, if you want it, put the story first and foremost. Some people. <laughs> you don't want that, but I want that, and I think ninety percent of the Delta community wants it. Well, so. I
1: mean, they're you know they're they have to cover all of these different things that people want. Like yeah. I'm 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 feeling very satisfied with the new mechanics, like the fuse mechanic. We we never saw that coming at all. Yeah, and yeah. that that's really exciting. Ultraman, all and that stuff. all of these yeah. vehicles, like the vehicles, I wonder, like how complex is it going to be for people to like? Are some of these yeah. just going to be so hard that like, and don't like
0: who, who's gonna be spending? Like, I'm sure there's gonna be someone that's gonna be like real deep in that, but like, what are the general people gonna do? I'm like, right. Am I just gonna put like two logs together and like call that a day? So yeah. I can just get from yeah. point
1: A to point B. I wonder B? what what the cutoff. For right. quote regular people, is for that sort of stuff. Exactly. But but it it does look cool, and all of the sky exploration. That's probably what I'm most. I've, I've made mm-hmm. the comparison to Wind Waker before. Yeah, where you're, you just want to go. You want yeah. to go see. You're 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 chasing the high of that next cutscene. I'm chasing the high of that next island and what I'm going to find there. It's different. I
0: want to I want to see the those
1: link. And around. it's a literal high because I'm in the sky. You, high you understand? In the
0: sky. Okay. You understand? All right, okay. All right. All right. So there. It's fair. It's fair. I mean, everyone wants to experience the game, you know, with what their most important thing is. And I think if that yeah. can deliver for everybody, like, that's pretty incredible, you know, right. for a sequel game. Right, right, right.
1: So it seemed like this trailer really hit for most people. Yeah. Even the people who were... Skeptical. Skeptical mm-hmm. or getting nervous or worried. Yeah. Um, so I think this game has, you know, really no... This is the final trail this is probably the last thing they're doing as far yeah. as putting out new information So I think they pulled it at just the right time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting the way they paced this because again We had such a drought of information for a long time and then they chose to show the mechanics first Which I think excited some people but caused other people to have a lot of lingering questions mm-hmm. and then they answered sort of the remainder of those questions with this trailer shortly after. So the pacing of it was kind of interesting <clears> and a little bit... It's definitely Nintendo-ish. Gameplay first, everything else second. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it, it did its job. And um, Now, you have said for a long time that you might not love this game as much as Breath of the Wild. What do you feel now that you've seen this final trailer?
1: Well, I want to know... The, the one thing they've not gone into detail in but they've hinted at is what's happening on the ground level mm-hmm. they said so many things are different we can't even tell you we'd run out of time well i'd like to know a little bit more mm-hmm. like i think that could be a make or break as far as how fresh it feels because that's probably going to be more than 50 percent of where you're spending your time that's true yeah so i mean i have faith that they'll, that they'll do a lot of stuff and i still have faith that that'll be a fun world to explore but as far as that sense of newness newness and exploration and novelty that that plays a big part of it. Yeah. And then yeah. that we have the whole Zelda shrine or the dungeon shrines dungeons. debate which something. will rage on which will rage on.
0: We saw something in that trailer that looks bigger than a shrine. I'm just saying that's my personal take is that maybe they found some happy medium between the two things. Yeah. to to really, again, up the ante for the game um, to make it feel bigger and more encompassing yeah. than Breath of the Wild for some people. Well, I
1: guess we'll find out when the game leaks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which is sorry. what always happens. <laughs> uh,
0: this is where someone snaps a pencil. Okay, wow. uh-oh. Well, uh-oh. Try, not to, try not to get spoiled. <laughs> yeah.
1: So game of the year, is there anything else uh, on, that we know of this year that can really snatch that away?
0: Final Fantasy 16, maybe? Possibly. Um, yeah, I think that I've not seen too much. I mean, just from the, the announcement. I mean that game's coming out soon, so we'll see. Starfield? Polarizing. Polarizing. <laughs> I mean, could could I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Polarizing though. A lot uh, of Resident have... Evil. Remake. Yeah. yeah. Although if a remake beats a brand new Zelda yeah, game, that, whew, that, 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 that would, be would that would hurt. That, that's gonna hurt them.
1: See a lot of people saying in a post- Elden Ring world, mm. like Zelda does not really keep up with that in a lot of ways. But I I do really challenge that, like, what exactly does Elden Ring do that Zelda does not already do or do better?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, the combat is definitely more complex. Right.
0: The graphics are definitely better. The graphics better, are better. Much better. The, the story is... Confusing to all hell, oh, but I think I think <laughs> I think what it does is it causes people to like think deeply about a lot of. Stuff. Which
1: game are you talking about now? Elden Ring. It didn't cause me to think at all. Well, you don't for like one story. single second. You don't
0: like story, but I watched like forty-five <laughs> videos. Trying
1: and to- did you figure it out?
0: No, but I liked it. I liked it. I want You told wanted, yourself. Like,
1: you told yourself that you liked I
0: it. I want to unravel like I'm You're so like,
1: Oh, George R. R. Maiden. I must like this.
0: No, I just want to like no, I want to unravel like I am the, the characters are built in a way where it's like makes you all right. want to know about this.
1: Well, them. good luck getting to the bottom of that. I'm I would gunna- say another point in the favor of Elden Ring is like all the different classes that you yeah, can do, like yeah. the character building, the, character like, the customization.
0: Deep customization.
1: It's like Zelda's not even trying to do that. Well, you
0: cannot. At yeah, all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But as far as that, like, the worlds are both large and different mm-hmm. and, and great. But I'd say, like, the ways that you explore the Zelda world are, that's where I really give Breath of the Wild and this, probably this new game, The Edge. Yeah. Where you, you're, you're basically really on, your on the horse in Elden Ring, which is great. But as far as really getting into it and exploring all the nooks and crannies, yeah. you can't do that the same way that you can here. So I th- they have a lot in common. I, w- I wouldn't say that like one is really blowing one out of the water. Yeah. I yeah. also don't think the Zelda team is like too worried about.
0: I don't think they are like trying to like one up Elden Ring A lot of them Ring are like, what's
1: what, like what's that. Elden Ring? Never heard of it.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, I've never played this Mario <laughs> game before. <laughs> we haven't played any. Games. I don't. I don't play video <laughs> games. Just, we just make. <laughs> I don't these even games.
1: like video games. <laughs> I just make them. <laughs> that, for that was
0: them. an all-time <laughs> comment. It's like, have you played Odyssey in no. the same year that the, the Zelda team was make, working on Breath of the Wild? No, we have no. not even seen that game. Why would we bother? Okay then. <laughs> see, you're all separate. Okay. Um, no, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah.
1: Nintendo Live. We have another video on the channel reacting to this and, and analyzing this. Yeah. So yeah. we also have a, a cool poll that we did on Patreon about Nintendo Live. Any, anything, again, new, new thoughts a week later that you want to share about this?
0: Well, I think we shared a lot about like what we know about Nintendo Live because we went to the one in Japan. Right. Um, I still think there's a lot of, like, unanswered questions about this event and what is it going to be and what the scope of it is going to be. And there is, like, a big question about, like, how people can actually go. That is... Right. That some some new information have sort of, like, come out about that we can talk about, like, the ticketing process potentially could be tricky.
1: So, yeah, my read on this is... I mean, all they announced is the location the month mm-hmm. and this is and that and that it is happening yes but other details of like when exactly where exactly how do i get a ticket are up in the air so this leads me to think that they're a little behind oh definitely on their planning which is not surprising no. knowing how things go Two days before. but they needed to put some information out there so
0: people can get just, on just their to schedule. put a
1: hold on their yeah. schedule if they were schedule. planning to yeah. go they do need to get that out quickly though and yeah the you know, even the the logistics or like the fine details around what exactly is going to happen at this, I'd like to no, know. We don't know,
0: yeah.
1: So let's go into this poll because this is interesting. So right. we just said <clears throat> Nintendo Live is finally coming to a country outside Japan when it arrives in Seattle this September, while well, Nintendo still hasn't told us everything about the event. How are you feeling about it based on what we know now? of people said, I'm interested in traveling to Seattle to attend in person. Mm -hmm. Smaller number, but how many people are going to actually go to the trouble of traveling? Yeah,
0: it's expensive to do that.
1: Yeah. 62% said, I'll watch a stream of the event. Yeah. Yep. They
0: might stream some of the tournaments or some of the stage stuff.
1: This next one's interesting. 18% said, I don't really get what this event is and I need more information.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I would say that our audience is the most plugged in of Mm -hmm. plugged in Nintendo fans. Yeah. So for that, that's a pretty big group of people That's a bigger who are like, percentage what, than the people what that want to go. What is this?
0: Yeah.
1: Like, that's what, if I was Nintendo, I'd be worried about that group yeah. of people who could, like, potentially really get a lot out of this but are confused about it. Right. So they better get started on that. And then 4% said, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Fair enough,
0: fair enough. Fair enough.
1: I uh, got some quick comments here. Tuscoop said, I'm absolutely going to go. Curbing expectations, though, since it's curious to see many expecting this to be Space World 2. My <laughs> oh, most no. optimistic hopes are that it relates to a potential September Direct, mm-hmm. which is something we thought could possibly happen. Yeah. How many people actually know what Space World is these days? Oh,
0: my God. I love Space World.
1: Is that, is that in the meme zone? Space World? Wait, it's got to be in the wait meme until zone. Spe- I mean, wait until Space World. I mean, that's that's been in the meme zone for decades. For
0: so long. Yeah. I'm, I'm meme
1: zone Hall of Fame. Space World. Space
0: World. Yeah, no kidding.
1: Gartooth says, I don't understand the point of this event or why Nintendo's fans should be excited about it. Whoa. It looks neat for people near Seattle, but I doubt I'll be engaging with this event online. Okay. Yeah. VestFest says, I'm really hoping to attend in person. Despite having little knowledge of the details so far, from what I've seen, it seems like a fun way to connect with other Nintendo fans and celebrate something that we all love together. I just wish they would announce the dates and how to get tickets because I have a couple other things I'm trying to do in September. I think a lot of people are trying to do packs in September. That is... uh, Yeah, I think if if this is in line with the event that we went to in Japan, then that's, that's definitely what you can expect. And finally, John Pyers says, since these... Events are never anywhere near us. We're always disappointed. The only thing I've gotten from any gaming event is to see gameplay for upcoming games, which is fine. I enjoy that, but there's always that lingering disappointment from never being able to participate. So when these events announcements are made, meh. I'll keep an eye on YouTube channels.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the the one drawback. I think one of the major drawbacks of a live event is you can only have it in one location, and that's not going to work for right everybody.
1: And that has been something Nintendo's been trying to solve for for a long time. Mm -hmm. And at all sorts of different events, whether it's E3 or PAX or Comic-Con or now this. Yeah. Like, how can you bring, because everybody realizes only so many people can actually go. Like, how do you bring that experience to the masses? Yeah. And it's a hard question. It's a really hard question. It's not as easy as, like, just stream it.
0: Right. There's more. There's, there's, there's so much more about that feeling of being at a live event right. that you cannot capture on a stream. Right. So. Yeah.
1: So that's absolutely valid. Yeah. So
0: they've, they've got some work to do. They on have this. some work to do. They have some information to share. I think the most important thing is just the final dates and, and ticketing information, because I think that's going to be important to people who are going to make that decision to attend or not. Yeah. Um, I did see a comment on our video when we reacted or when we shared our experience going to Nintendo Live mm. in Kyoto um, about how they had a lottery system for the Kyoto event oh. that was somebody in Japan that, that mm. was trying to attend that Kyoto event and said it was a pretty awful experience yeah um, and I can see how that might be because yeah if, if you're going to be doing a lottery and you're trying to get your dates together and your travel plans together but you don't know if you're going to be able to go like that could be kind of annoying.
1: Yeah, it's it's not just plans for this event, but again, like, if you, like us, believe that this is going to overlap with PAX to some extent, and you're kind of weighing, like, yeah. you really need to know... I mean, PAX, you know,
0: you can pay and get the ticket and go. What
1: the deal is. Right. So, yeah, it's it's a tricky place to be in. And again, yeah. you know, it's April now, but people want to get their stuff figured out.
0: Yeah, and so. it's going to get expensive, I think, too travel in the fall so. right, right right
1: right especially
0: if you know if it's around um labor day or the holiday or something like that it's gonna be I mean, yeah. people. I mean, it's a hard it's just traveling is hard these days you yeah. know you need to have some some you know semblance of planning period um before you can pull the trigger right stuff, stuff like this
1: we're nowhere near the end of this news segment no we gotta keep going next keep going big, so, the so big okay let's talk about this nintendo and mod creator stuff so the person who's been at the center of this and there's a number but this this one guy's name is point crow yeah yeah and some of his videos were getting claimed he Mm -hmm. got two copyright strikes which the way youtube works if you get three your channel's like gone scary so he's worried and he put out a pretty in-depth video with his response to all of this. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. been interesting to see from his point of view. Obviously, we we certainly understand Nintendo's point of view very, yeah. very well. Yeah,
0: we certainly have um, dealt with some of this in the past. And have been involved
1: with this sort of thing in the past. So it's interesting to hear his point of view. I think we wanted to just go point by point and kind of react to each of these.
0: Yeah, and, and share You know, if there's a point that relates to work that we've done on this while we were at Nintendo. <clears throat> um, We will share, like, our experience there.
1: And we did talk about this a little bit last week as it was starting to crop up. Yeah. Of this is always what happens, yet it seems mod creators continue to be surprised when Nintendo hmm. takes this action.
0: Right, right.
1: So let's let's just get into this. So he says, first of all, his mods are not being sold. Okay. Yeah. Um... So he's not, he's not making any sort of money off of it. However, he is making money off of the YouTube videos. exactly. And he has, a, he has over a million subscribers and his yeah. videos regularly get over a million views. So he, right. is, he is generating income off of, I mean, he's not directly selling the mod. Yeah,
0: but off of the content he's creating based on the mods. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, his next point, and this is where he lost me. <laughs> he says, the code he's created is custom and free of Nintendo assets.
0: Yeah, this is where it's, I don't know enough about, I, I certainly, am. you know, have a little bit of a blind spot in terms of how you make a mod and, and how the so, code and stuff like that works. So somebody
1: in our Discord did they, did say, say yeah. like, technically, in a semantic sense, there is a way you could create this where that could be, again semantically true right but let's go back to the basic question of could this could this mod exist without, without the breath base the game that it's bolted yeah. onto? no
0: right exactly that's that's where yeah there's smarter smarter people than i am that understand like the ethics around that right. but from my perspective it's like you created something that mods the original <laughs> ip of breath of the wild right that ip belongs to nintendo even if your mod is code that you've custom, you've done custom, and you've created that on your own. If you rip that code out and plug it into something else, that code might still work. Maybe that's where he's yeah. coming from. And but the thing that you attached it to does belong to Nintendo, right? So that's where I think you know Nintendo does have a claim, right? Right. Because right. you have used it. On and what
1: life. is and what is actually creating the interest around these videos is that again you have changed Nintendo's. Property right. in a way that people that is different than what you can ordinarily do with it and is different from what people Expect yeah. so the interest is not I mean like there's a lot of games out there that have multiplayer yeah. modes Nobody cares about those
0: right like that's what I'm saying If you like rip your the code out the, the original code and attached to something else that was not breath of the Wild, Would it generate that much interest? Right. Probably not
1: no uh, his next point is that the videos are fair use uh, per Nintendo's own guidelines so fair use is something that like all people on youtube are kind of using in, in one right. degree or we're another doing it
0: too. <laughs> it's true like <laughs> yeah. and and there
1: are like there is no great single definition of it and, right. and all the different companies like if you're using their stuff will have different interpretations like, of yeah. it too so it's tricky
0: it is very tricky sometimes we're really really careful on our channel now right we're like we know that some companies like square enix for example they're very claimy
1: yeah we've learned like um, movies, yeah. music obviously, like that's built into yeah. YouTube, they are just yeah. like take it. But the
0: movie stuff, like we were reacted to some of the Mario movie trailers, yeah. we were immediately sometimes demonetized Sometimes it did,
1: sometimes sometimes it doesn't.
0: Yeah, so you have to be careful. And
1: again, like you could, like there is a scenario where you could argue like, well, well, no company should allow any sort of fair use, like and they should all mm. like clap down on all this stuff. It's like, eh, it's, so this is just a weird kind of gray area.
0: Yeah, it's, over, it's open to interpretation by both sides, which I think is really tricky. Like right. it's open to interpretation on the creator side, which I feel because I am a creator now and I need to make a, bu- a living in a business right. out of making this content. We? I, we, you're not involved. What? <laughs> um, but like I feel it, I feel it, yeah. I feel that. But on the other side, it's like the company has to protect their IP and, and have some sort of <coughs> guardrails as well. So yeah. I understand that because I, I used to be on the other side and we used to have these conversations with You know Nintendo when we were managing our creator program and it's never a clear black-and-white kind of situation
1: Next comment is some of the videos claimed by Nintendo don't actually include mods. So he included like a spreadsheet
0: Yeah, and here all the uh, all
1: the ones that were claimed. He made a point of saying some of them were not Zelda videos I don't know what his point was about that because they still had mods it's like, I modded Super Mario Odyssey. Or, Why or like, they... I
0: modded um, Pokemon or it's something. Like, oh, yeah, it's
1: got a mod. So, yeah. But he does make this point that there are some that are just regular gameplay videos yeah. that got flagged. Yeah. One think... kind
0: of like reminded me of a Nuzlocke video. Like, it was like, yeah. he, he mm. just changed like the rules for the player. So he
1: has a good point about these. Yeah. And I think, again, like there's no automated system for Nintendo to catch these. There's somebody has to go through all of these. Right. So I think they probably just looked at the thumbnail and title it's his, his thumbnail did kind of look like it was in line with his other modded stuff. Yeah,
0: because I think that some thumbnail performs for him. Right. So, so
1: yeah. I bet if he disputed those, like, those would be
0: overturned. They'll probably be fine, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, And he was saying, like, this is happening with a lot of other people right. in the community who create mods. So, again, right. I think that's what's happening is... And,
0: of course, Nintendo is going to be, like, extremely... <laughs> um, like they're in their mode right now where they're looking very carefully at these channels and they're probably just taking a more blanket approach. And at
1: Zelda in particular.
0: And Zelda in particular because, because, because the
1: this kingdom game coming is coming out. out. Yeah.
0: That's why. Like you gotta lay low. You gotta right. learn to lay low when these things happen, you know? So yeah. So I think they kind of are doing like a blanket approach mm-hmm. to try to just like fishnet everything yeah. as as, they, as much as they can before this game, this game comes out.
1: Yeah says next, Nintendo's copyright enforcement is sporadic and uneven.
0: Well, it's sporadic because and they're probably doing it when certain games are coming out.
1: Yeah, I think that goes back to what we said before of, yeah. like, there's no, like, copyright robot that's doing this job. Like, yeah. there's somebody who is, like, literally looking at YouTube and yeah. making, like, a list.
0: We used to get the so, list.
1: So, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, what, I don't know what, what you would expect right. where, like, they're they're yeah. finding stuff. They're thinking about what they want to do and sometimes they do sometimes they don't right I mean it's one of those things where once you get their attention like they're laser focused mm-hmm. But yeah, like if you did a video that made a mod and it had two views they're like well, maybe we'll let this one slide It's yeah. not worth our time. Yeah, so but millions
0: of views and
1: yeah I mean that that's kind of at their prerogative to enforce it however they want right so I don't know How you can get too upset about that?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. now this is this gets into some interesting stuff here, so he looked at the terms of use, and he, yeah. dis- he described them as the Zelda terms of use. I found the Nintendo Switch terms of use online. So I'm curious, actually, what specific document he is, he's mm-hmm. talking about. I don't know if it's referring to a specific piece of software or the platform overall, but it says no modding, but also mentions no streaming, no broadcasting, and no videos posted. Again, you cannot broadcast from your oil uh, tanker deep <laughs> in the Pacific Ocean Sorry. or your prison. Don't do that You're either. You're
0: in prison. You've got to get, you you cannot do get that. bailed out by... Super thanks. Right.
1: And so he's saying that this conflicts with the written policies for content creators
0: mm-hmm.
1: that they have... The
0: fair use. That, that
1: are posted things, yeah. online. Those do exist. They're yes. not easy to find, but they do exist.
0: Right.
1: So... What do you think about this?
0: Well, this is where it gets like a little complicated. It, it and does. It's one of those things where, again, there's it's not black and white. And it's it's this gray area where Nintendo... At their discretion, because they own, it all goes back to ownership of the IP, right? At their discretion, can choose to enforce things or choose to interpret these guidelines in terms of uh, in terms of use how they want, because ultimately they own this. Yeah, um, it does become really tricky because you know, as content creators, your livelihood is dependent on these kinds of terms of use and fair use guidelines. Like at any moment Nintendo could decide that all of our channels is is violating this and then shut us all down.
1: We have also found times where sometimes there there's so many different policies and sometimes they do overlap and sometimes they do contradict each other. It would be great if we could get to a place where
0: there is they one were it's like, let's let's look thing. at all of
1: these policies we have that all talk about these these things. Yeah, and have consistency.
0: Yeah, so people can just plan. Yeah, I,
1: I don't think that's a crazy Ask. request. Yeah, but I think it's a low, it's a low priority project. It's also a very challenging project.
0: Yeah. The other thing that I'll say, and this is really based on my firsthand experience working on the creator program, is that there needs to be more education. Um, at Nintendo and we we you and I tried really hard to do this and it, at times it was very frustrating on just really educating Nintendo on the value of creators mm-hmm. you know like what they bring to the table is really different than what you would get from an advertisement or from uh, a review right It really does like creators really provide um, this like really, you know, valuable thing to your brand, um, to building community like that. That's a very valuable asset. I, I don't think Nintendo has really kind of understood the, the full breadth of what a creator can, can bring to a brand. Um, and again, when we were trying to set up these programs, it was a like kind of a battle to like prove that value. And I, I do think that their sort of continued blind spot or, just sort of, you know, what what they have formulated in their minds about the value of a creator has led them down the path of doing certain things like this that may feel like it's more strict than other companies. Um, so that was something that we struggled with uh, when we were setting up the creator program and when I was working on that program and trying to like just. Tell them like this is really important. We really should do this, um, and getting met with a lot of like resistance um, because the control, the IP is so important. It's so like it's so tightly controlled. At but Nintendo. obviously,
1: we we were not suggesting. Let's bring these these mod creators into, no, into the no 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 no. We were though. not. Right.
0: We were not suggesting that at all. Right. Um, obviously, that was, there was like a hard and fast rule. There. I think. No I think
1: line. there's a, a, a line that we should note between like general creators who are doing stuff. Yeah,
0: which, which that's, is, that's what I'm. Talking which is about true more fair so. use,
1: and then stuff yeah. like this where it's like, yeah. I, like I, it's like it's it's very much within Nintendo's right to right. do what they're doing. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I'm talking more definitely more about like the general creators. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so yeah I, I don't know it's just it's tough because again like it's a really weird to be on both to have been on and to be on the other side now because like yeah I, I certainly don't want like for general creators to have a really rocky difficult path when it comes to creating nintendo content because right. we do that now <laughs> so um that would be pretty bad you know if that happened and um but yeah it, it just makes it this whole like non-standardization of these policies yeah. and these guidelines really hard. And I, I honestly don't think that there's going to be, like, much change to this. In
1: well, so he, I mean, his, his whole point is like, hey, I want to talk to Nintendo about this and try and change their mind. You're not going to change their mind. You're never going to change their mind. That's
0: the thing. This is a yeah. waste of time. Yes.
1: What he should do with these videos where he has more of a, you know, point of legitimacy, talk to YouTube. Because they're they're the service, they are the intermediary. They yeah. have to ultimately make a judgment on whether to accept what Nintendo is doing. Right. Or take a closer look. Yeah. And like we were saying, in, in the cases of these ones that are just straight gameplay videos, I think you can get those overturned. The other ones, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, maybe pick your battle here. Um, definitely talk to YouTube. I think they would be helpful. Um, yeah, but I, I see what he that there's there's some points that he made, not on the modded stuff. Because I do agree with you that that is Nintendo's IP that you should not be modding. Um, but on the stuff of, like, the fair use and, and creators in general and having, you know, you don't want to go down the slippery slope of, like, but I would oh, say all of this is I would say if he did
1: not have these, you know, spreadsheet of modded videos, Nintendo would have never touched those other ones. Absolutely. So...
0: It's all related it, to the modded videos. Right,
1: right. Yeah. I mean, there's you know thousands of creators who make these fair use videos who don't right. have these problems right. because they're not modding yeah. Breath of the don't Wild. Don't
0: anger them.
1: <laughs> right. So, again, like talking to Nintendo is yeah. going to be like talking to a brick wall. Yeah,
0: don't talk to Nintendo. So they're really I, mad at you right now. Don't, don't talk
1: don't, to I don't, them. <laughs> I don't know if he actually expects to be like, oh, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Let me do this. Like I don't know if he actually expects that to yeah. make a difference. He's obviously trying to you know curry favor among fans sure sure and his, yeah. com- his, and his community his community which is I'm fine
0: i'm sure like likes his content right yeah. so I, I i totally get that but nintendo's
1: totally no stranger to this sort of thing no stranger to sort of controversy it it's just like yeah in a few weeks we'll be on to the next thing and
0: yeah well in a few weeks their big game is coming yeah. out and guess what that's gonna take all the in attention. a
1: few weeks that game's gonna leak and then they'll have something else to worry about they'll <laughs> <laughs> have another person they're going after <laughs> oh lordy
0: yeah. yeah, this is the thing. You guys, you got to pick your battles. You do have to pick your battles. But yeah. there are some points about fair use and, and creator content that I think was tricky and valid. But the, the stuff about the mods, the stuff about you know using Nintendo's assets and, and manipulating the assets in that way, that uh, it's never going to be okay with Nintendo. Do
1: not manipulate the assets. We
0: heard that a lot. That was like a tagline. <laughs> Don't manipulate.
1: So who knows? Maybe we'll be back with another... Part three on this next week.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, The news goes on. There was a Final (laughs) Fantasy... This is wrong. 16.
0: 16. I'm going to
1: correct this in our talk here. State of Play, which was dedicated to Final Fantasy 16. It was about 20-something minutes. um, Roughly. With the producer uh, showing a lot of gameplay, talking about the mechanics. Did you watch this? I did not. Okay.
0: I was on the vacation. I did. And? Um,
1: Game of the Year? It was nice to see more of this game... I felt like what we had seen so far looked great, but it all looked fairly similar of these very, you know, action-y fight scenes that Mm -hmm. all seem to be taking place in the dark.
0: Uh
1: Uh-oh. And I was kind of wanting to see more...
0: Like, world ...variety. Yeah.
1: And they did show that. Like, they did show different areas. Like, some of the areas are breathtaking Mm -hmm. that you see, like, these really great, like, fantasy worlds Mm -hmm. that you're going to be visiting. Um, They showed the world map. I guess it's not just a free explore world map. It is kind of, here's a area, you go to the area, you do the thing, you pop out, you go to the world map, you go to the next one. Oh, I don't know if that's what people were expecting with this game or if, really? they, if they wanted it to be proper. That was
0: not what I was expecting.
1: The areas seem big, but it's not really go map. everywhere.
0: Hmm, really?
1: Yeah. 123? yeah, okay. yeah. Um,
0: Back to a world map, huh?
1: The, okay. the combat on this game, I continue to have kind of a weird feeling about that I, I just want to play it to figure out for myself
0: okay
1: i i get that they're going real-time action and i think that's cool and i think that could be fun but it seems to be just
0: is it frenetic one of these
1: combo games where oh. it's like oh we've got 9999 hit oh. combo and this enemy is taken like a quarter of their life bar uh, it's like i don't really want it to be one yeah. of those games i kind of encourages
0: Some, button mashing uh, that. Right, yeah. and, and,
1: and I'm sure it will have a lot of depth where you're chaining things and comboing things, but I, I don't know, that, that for Final Fantasy, I get why they did it for that spin-off that came off a year ago of the first game, like that was very clearly an action game. This is maybe not my kind of an action game, but I, I really want to play it to see. They also showed a lot about these summons that you can do, and they, they had a, a specific name for them now that I'm, I'm blanking on but it seems like there's a lot of fighting that you will do with Mm -hmm. these summons and you're directly fighting as the summons so it's not just a two minute cutscene anymore that could be cool um it seems like you can get a lot of those so i'm cautiously optimistic about these games there's a couple things that i just have some strange feelings about again that i just need to play it it'll be out soon enough so yeah i'm definitely gonna be getting it i'm definitely not raging about it
0: yeah Um, yeah me too yeah i think there's yeah, I'd rather just play at this point again and just, like, see, you know, how I feel for myself. Right, right. For myself.
1: In the world of Xbox... Oh, I saw this. Redfall, which is coming out very soon, too. We I forgot to mention that. that in our Q2 games. Oh, my
0: gosh. I know. Uh,
1: launching with a quality mode only. So, they put out this tweet. It said, Redfall is launching on Xbox consoles with quality mode only. Xbox Series X, 4K, 30 FPS xbox series s 1440p 30 fps 60 fps performance mode will be added via game update at a later date what
0: happened
1: do you like to play in quality or performance
0: i think i usually choose performance
1: the frame rate yeah. yeah I yeah. always I always choose performance too because I usually can't tell the difference exactly. in the resolution. That's
0: my problem, is I if can't the frame tell. rate, I,
1: I can tell enough of a difference. Yeah,
0: it's just like 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 stuttery. Right. Or bad. So
1: I wonder why they chose to emphasize this. I saw some I saw some people saying they're they're kind of splitting the base because console players are used to lower frame rates, so they mm-hmm. won't mind. Right. Um, but PC players um, want. Want more frame rate, so they're going to be annoyed. So right. it's kind of a no win. I mean, I guess they're too late to have done a, a small delay, mm-hmm. or who knows when it's coming out. They didn't put a date.
0: Yeah. But it,
1: again, it just seems like Xbox can't catch a break. What's the deal with these games? Like yeah. even this is like a big game that some people are excited about. Like it's it's always got a little a asterisk little, a little on little
0: it, something that makes you like kind of pause. Yeah. I wonder when it's just as later later date. I wonder, like, how later? Because if, it, if it's not that later, people might be like, well, I'm going to be doing other stuff. And right. I'll wait right. to get this game when there Especially
1: if it's on Game know? Pass and there's no, like, I'm not invested monetarily. Right. Like, I'll just play it later. I'll just play it whenever and, then you, and then you never do. And then you never do. <laughs> yeah.
0: I guess when they update that they have a patch or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but who
1: knows, might. like, what else you'll be doing then or what other game came out that you're focused exactly. on then. So this is tough.
0: When is this game supposed to come out?
1: This game's coming out soon. I don't know exactly but soon.
0: Okay, well that's not helpful. Um, I'm gonna Google this
1: Google right, now. It right now.
0: Because is is this game going game gonna be the new Horizon Forbidden West of 2022? May
1: second. So When is Zelda May- coming out? Uh May tenth. Oh. You know there's a, the Horizon DLC is also coming out this week. We forgot to mention of that. Course, of course. Are you gonna play that?
0: That's the one when he goes to, uh, when when she goes to Hollywood. Los right? Angeles. Los you Angeles.
1: can push off Resident Evil Four even more. No, I wanna by play playing Resident
0: that. Evil. I play. I'm not a DLC girl, I gotta say. Uh, all right. I usually get, uh, except for the DLC. I always play that. But okay. Anyways, this is like, yeah, people are gonna be deep into Tears of the Kingdom, and then this will be, yeah.
1: Is this is this what's gonna happen to Star Starfield? It's like the game's coming out, but there's all these little little fine print. <gasps> well,
0: this is why you can't thingies. get Game of the Year. Then you see. Oh, man. When this stuff happens. Just, they just just polish it.
1: The momentum. They just can't get it.
0: Too bad it's tough
1: it's tough yeah it's really tough it's tough all right next story sega to acquire rovio for 775 million this leaked uh that a few days before and at that point it was a billion dollars was what people were saying so Ooh. 775 is the total price tag okay a lot of people seem to think this is a bad move
0: this is uh rovio, angry birds.
1: rovio obviously is a studio that does angry birds is that still relevant? Um, so, Doctor Sirkan Toto, who's a good follow on Twitter, he's like an analyst, games analyst, says this is truly mind-boggling. What sense does this acquisition make for Sega? Sega Sammy's market cap currently stands at four point eight billion US. So they spend around twenty percent of that if the deal goes through. Ooh. Now, I would al- I would also say, yeah, Angry Birds that has not been relevant for. Let's see, it said Angry Birds came out in two thousand nine. I would have said, like, yeah, by 2014 or 15, that was toast. Yeah. Maybe they made an Angry Birds movie. They have two feature films. But then there's this graph here that's talking about the revenue that they're bringing in. And they actually had their highest year ever in in 2022. So so I don't know what to think of that. I'll admit, I don't know what else Rovio does. And I know they have been fiddling with the version of Angry Birds that's on the App Store yeah. to prioritize the one that has more microtransactions. Right. So maybe that's just working. Maybe that's
0: just what it is. I don't know. I,
1: it's it's hard It's hard for me to make a read because there's conflicting information here. It's like Angry Birds has, has anecdotally there, seems to have fallen off.
0: I feel like there's not, not brand relevancy.
1: Right. Unless they have some other thing that we don't know that they're associated with. That's making knows? them... I mean,
0: that always 317 happens. million
1: euros. That always happens in mobile, where it's like, oh, did you know this game makes $10 billion a day? I've never yeah, heard of it. Exactly. So don't blame us if that's the case.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It does seem like a lot of companies make these moves because it's like, we just need to get into mobile. We need a company that understands mobile because it's so fundamentally different. Like, mm-hmm. that's what Nintendo did with DNA. The DNA, It's yeah. like, we, we don't understand this space at all. We need help. Yeah. So, like, that's what uh activision did with king there's a Mm -hmm. lot of other examples of this
0: exactly it's like you can't ignore the the mobile market i think from a a business from a business perspective for a video game brand so this this must be it they're yeah there's a lot that sega could do
1: in mobile i don't know if this solves all their problems but and the price tag does seem high but if this i mean if they are truly making more and more money i don't know somebody more informed please please explain (laughs) tell us the ups and downs of this because there's conflicting information here and again i don't i don't know what to make of it right next Next.
0: it just keeps going
1: the mario theme has been added to the library of congress i don't know what that means i read I read a lot about this story from a few different outlets i don't understand what this means i
0: think legitimate library of congress obviously like catalogs all of the important Everything's right in human history. Did you know, you
1: can get a Library of Congress library card. I have one. So do I. I
0: love the Library it's of nice. Congress. It's nice. Yeah. I wanted to be a librarian when I was a little kid. Oh, really? My mom was a librarian. It's not for too late. While, so anyways, um, you know yeah. Dewey decimals. Well, you use do the you? Library of Congress system now.
1: Do you know Dewey decimals?
0: I used to know Dewey really? decimals. Yeah. Wow. The card catalog. But I used to to know, like, how to put things into the Library of Congress catalog system. Anyways. um,
1: So you added this. So what do you have to say about this?
0: You you confused me. Again, again,
1: I don't understand what this means.
0: Well, it basically... Is Nintendo
1: going to sue the Library of Congress for this?
0: (laughs) No. It's like you're, you're officially added in... As like the a
1: notable, a work. notable
0: work, right. to be catalogued alongside other notable music works in the Library of Congress. Yeah. It's the first video game theme in history to be added yeah. to this catalog. So that's pretty cool. Like, all
1: right.
0: I think it's like a very good uh, follow to this movie, um, making its way to all these like mainstream sort of like legitimate entertainment areas like the movie is continuing to be really popular the obviously that has probably piqued the interest of something like the library of congress um, to add the music but it just makes like all of these entertainment things feel like super legitimate you know just really cool
1: the library of congress is a cool thing there was some kind of viral story that was going on a few months ago about one of these new congress people is like a comic book Guy and oh, he was like, "Oh, did you, you know the? Do you know the Library of Congress has like all these vintage comics? Yeah. And now I'm now I'm reading those. You cool. Yeah. So it's yeah, so cool. I, I guess other other countries have stuff like this where they're cataloging all this. They must. They have to. Yeah. But that's." It's interesting, kind I of. Think
0: London has a pretty
1: what what their library. purpose is and what is the full scope of that?
0: Yeah, but it's yeah. good because again, like we need to have a way to remember and like catalog all of these important things. In the our Video History. Game
1: History Foundation. Exactly. Should I give my Gizmondo to the Library of Congress instead? I don't or, think they care. Like a like, Giz that. what?
0: They want to throw it in the trash. They
1: please please give it to the FBI for the Swedish Mafia case. <laughs>
0: You're gonna get arrested. I'm not in from it from the oil rig. What? You're gonna be? On oh, because the oil I'm oil.
1: because I'm broadcasting
0: Gizmodo. Gizmondo. I'm broadcasting Gizmondos Gizmondo
1: from an oil rig. From your
0: Ferrari on the PCA. <laughs> well, and you're gonna need a super thing. Won't to be it be to
1: funny when I'm when I'm broadcasting from jail for for doing illegal stuff? Yeah, <laughs> funny how that works. You're
0: modding the Gizmodos. Oh my gosh! The sweetest be. Last come story
1: is in sight. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has been delayed yet again. Oh, no. Uh, This is not the first time. The new date is February 2024. Said they needed more time for polish. The last time they showed this game, they really got trashed for microtransaction stuff and, like, Battle Pass stuff. I just want to know what happened to this studio, Rocksteady. They were like the hottest thing going when they were making those Batman those Arkham Batman games. Those
0: Batman Arkham games were so good like in the beginning.
1: And they made and then the,
0: they really fell off. And
1: they made the last one and they were like, we're going to reevaluate what our next project is. It's probably yeah. not going to be Batman. And there was like rumor that oh, they're making a, a Superman game. And then they came back with this. Mm. And it's like, how That's... many years has it been since that last, like it's been a long time.
0: Yeah.
1: It just shows like how precarious game development is. Yeah. And now they're like, the villain here for like, I mean, again, I'm sure there was some business person telling them you need this in the game to recoup the budget or something. But mm. this is a precautionary tale of oh, A game development, I'm afraid. Oh, it's
0: unfortunate that you can't just enjoy games. For yeah, days. it
1: seems like this game is like...
0: Just wound up in all of these weird business decisions and this... Yeah, just there's so many other factors that like come into play now to make something you know, either loved or hated and it just sucks.
1: It just seems like this game's toast and it's like eight months away.
0: Is this studio gonna like go bankrupt or something? I don't know, something?
1: I don't know, but I'm officially worried. Officially. Officially. That's it for the news.
0: Oh boy, that was That meaty. was a whopper. That was meaty,
1: okay. On our questions. Each and every question we get is from our Patreon community. We also do an exclusive Patreon bonus Q&A every week. First question is from Joshy Josh. People, do you think it was bad planning for Nintendo to release Advance Wars not even a month before Tears of the Kingdom? It seems that Tears of the Kingdom is cannibalizing all of Nintendo's social feeds, and while the two games are very different and likely have different audiences, the lack of attention to Advance Wars and their social channels and other media channels could impact if a more casual Switch owner who doesn't follow Nintendo Direct presentations even hears about Advance Wars at all. Am I being overdramatic here? I feel like I may be. I think they're
0: doing it on purpose because they don't want advanced wars to get that much attention.
1: Yeah, I think this is the deal they made when they said, yeah, remember when we said we couldn't release this because of the war war in Ukraine? Ukraine? Yeah. Well, we're going to release it, but we're just not going to make a big deal about it. We're going to release
0: it, but we're going to bury it. Yeah. And we're not going to give it marketing attention for fear of being canceled or insensitive.
1: And we did enough marketing up front when it was announced. Yeah, we're good. The people who want this know about it already. Yes. And we can just, Move as on they with say, our lives. pack and ship.
0: Yeah, pack and ship is the best pack and ship. marketing strategy, honestly. <laughs>
1: Sometimes. I'm serious. It's amazing what you can accomplish with pack and ship.
0: It's amazing what how insignificant your job yeah. is as a marketer, honestly. Especially at Nintendo.
1: <laughs> Jams has the next question. Hi, Kit and Krista. Sorry if this question has been asked before. I was thinking about the Game Awards 2017 and the orchestra performance for the Game of the Year nominees. Do you know how much a part of Nintendo played in organizing the Breath of the Wild and Odyssey parts of the performance, or even if you played a part in this? For Super Mario Odyssey, they also got Kate Higgins to sing her part in Jump Up Superstar. Would this have been Nintendo's idea to get her to perform Jump Up Superstar, or would this have been someone else like Jeff Keeley? I found it weird they would have Jump Up Superstars sung to, but not also Persona 5's Rivers in the Desert. Well, Jams, let me tell you, the person who orchestrated all of this is right here. It's me. And it ain't me.
0: It was me. I used to work on all of these orchestral performances at the game boards. I probably have like a separate story time going into detail about yeah. how all of that worked because it's quite complicated. It was definitely like a labor of love between Nintendo and Jeff. Jeff is a big music person as you can probably tell from all of the TGA orchestras he's done over the years and that's a big part of the show I think for Jeff and I've always loved that because I love the music and video games as well and I always love to see music brought to life in this way as like a celebration at the end of the year for all of the great games that came out so yeah it me we'll tell you about it later oh (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: the answer
0: that's the answer that's the answer all right right
1: Sure. Why <laughs> amazing? I don't know. Next question is from Panasit. And this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about content creators. Hi, Kitten and Krista. I'm a PhD researcher currently oh. writing a dissertation on streamers' impact on a single-player video game's narrative by the way they play, react, and narrate. You mentioned in your Super Mario Bros. movie review that Nintendo had a concept of beautiful playthrough. What is that? Can you expand on that? Does the company favor a certain type of playthrough over the others? I know Nintendo had worked with popular YouTubers before, but I'm not talking about the popularity and likability of YouTubers, but more about the content within a playthrough. Do they prefer a certain play style? Do they want the streamer to narrate in a certain way? Thank you very much. Uh,
0: Things like a beautiful gameplay.
1: Yes, and if you could do it, you were called a super player.
0: You're a super player, yeah.
1: This didn't really pertain to content creators necessarily. Yeah. It was more like.
0: The way internally we would create a trailer right, like, hey, look, and the, show off a piece right, of the, part of gameplay.
1: Right, or we would make a video that was intentionally like, look at the amazing things you could do that you might not have thought of mm-hmm. from a true expert
0: yeah and this is usually done with platforming games i think more so than ever yeah or more more often than not sorry and um i remember it was very much a developer thing like they really wanted to see their game or they wanted to show you right um, how to play their game in the most like flawless beautiful the way that it was meant to be sort of played um, so that was like a pretty interesting way of like looking at it i think the the way that uh, of looking at it from a nintendo perspective but the way that you're talking about is like how a, a content creator would right experience a game mm-hmm. and it may not be through like perfect gameplay but but maybe just through the way that they communicate their experience and narrate it to their audience
1: i think nintendo wanted you know the, the content creators to be relatable i don't yeah. think they were necessarily concerned with are they experts obviously want them to be open to and to like the games, but, you know, I think that was, like, kind of what, as on Nintendo Minute, differentiated us from something like Treehouse Live, which is like, yeah, we're not the experts. We're Mm -hmm. just regular people. So if you want to see an expert play these games, you can watch that. But if you want to see, you know, something closer to what, you know, you might experience if you're hanging out with your friends, you can watch us. Right. So I think it's good that they recognize the full range of yeah. C- capabilities. And,
0: like, there's value for both sides. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Posse Pace asks, Hi, Kit and Krista. I met somebody this week with the name, the same name as a video game character, and it made me remember the time Acclaim held a contest where they paid $10,000 <laughs> $10, if you named your kid Turok the day one of those Turok games came out. Then I remembered the time the makers of Shadow Man 2 paid someone to buy a billboard for the game on their gravestone. Oh, my
0: gosh. <sighs>
1: Good old acclaim. Did you ever have a completely unhinged marketing idea come across your desk that you took part in shooting down or have an unhinged idea yourself that in retrospect you were glad did not go through?
0: Hmm. Unhinged. I it was so strange. Well, I think
1: we knew better than to suggest Gray something stones. like that. Yeah. Tattooing Mario on your Doug Bowser's forehead or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. I don't think we had something that was... Like, there were so many cautionary tales, I felt like, within Nintendo about some of these unhinged ideas. Like, do you remember when, you know, such and such marketing idea went south? Yeah. It yeah. was, like, one of those, um...
1: Scared straight.
0: Yeah. Where, and then the legal team comes in and tells you, like, if you ever suggest yeah. this, you'll be slapped across right. the face kind of thing. Um, that we were so terrified that we never really suggested anything. I think there, there was, like, some stuff, you know, that was more, like, experiential. Um, Like, I would say, like, uh, when we did the um, West Coast Customs Mario Kart in real life, Mm -hmm. like, that was kind of unhinged, as in, like, God, are we ever going to be able to do, like, actually do this and, and, like, make this into reality? Um, That was more so, like, creatively unhinged, and and somehow that one got through. Yeah. Um, But in terms of, like, you know, tattoo, tattoo your forehead. <laughs> um, we, d- we didn't have any of those ideas.
1: Yeah, I was, I had one idea that I was kind of into. I wouldn't say it was unhinged, but it was definitely complicated. And we didn't end up doing it. it was for <clears throat> for Mario Kart Eight, which had the anti gravity of putting actual like life size physical like Mario Kart statues underneath bridges
0: oh. for people to find as like a
1: viral like photo op. Oh, okay. And it was not feasible for a lot of different reasons, but that was definitely weird and and out there. Yeah. It's like, oh well. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. Poopy chair enthusiast is the next question. (laughs) Hi, guys. What was the reaction inside Nintendo to the outcry of fans wondering if Zelda would be playable or even the main character after the very first Tears of the King trailer? Kingdom trailer. I know that's most certainly not the case now, but personally, it makes me happy when damsels in distress are put in a more powerful position and get a chance to show off their abilities, especially in the mainline title. For example, I was on cloud nine when Peach was playable in Super Mario Three D World, and I always pick her. I'd like to know your thoughts.
0: Yeah, I think this came out that E three when we first saw a glimpse of Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I think I remember very specifically when we were like, what do you we were talking, it was like some passing conversation with the de- with the dev teams. Like, what do you guys think? They were like, people want that?
1: <laughs> okay. Well, we had been through this all before <laughs> okay. with Breath of the Wild. Because there okay. was a whole like, oh, do you think you might be able to play as Zelda? And I think he had been asked in a couple of interviews about mm-hmm. that. And he we understood the thought process of like and I think it was, you know, these games are about, you know, Link is the Link is the oh, hero, time. so you're gonna be playing yes. as Link. So I think a lot of us after that just kind of put it out of mind.
0: Yeah, I think they, they, they didn't even really consider it right. an option as a thing. I
1: know people are still like holding out like, oh, maybe this is a big secret that they're holding. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not holding my breath for that. But yeah, I think internally, like, we kind of got over that whole... Thing with yeah. the last game
0: and then they were like yeah people still want this i, didn't, I thought we were we've been over this and that was sort of the reaction i remember that i was like yeah people are still talking about this what do you think they're like oh whatever it was,
1: i'm off to forget about this again
0: <laughs> yeah exactly it was kind of like a very passing yeah
1: like, right this is
0: not important to us
1: right, right 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 you
0: know? yeah too bad i would like it
1: uh, just
0: to get that out there
1: this next name is gonna trouble me TriLek09 slash Theophilus.
0: Yes, I think that's it. Hopefully
1: that's right. In all the Tears of the Kingdom trailers, we haven't seen anything about the Divine Beast from Breath of the Wild. The last scene of Breath of the Wild has Zelda and Link going to investigate Varuta. What are your thoughts or theories on the whereabouts of the Divine beast? I put this in your cart, in your court. In my cart. Story experts. I'm not
0: a story expert, Please. but I love watching all the other people that are. Um Yeah, I was wondering about this because I I was looking at some of the character art that came out for right after the trailer, Mm -hmm. and it's like everybody from Breath of the Wild has grown up. Um, So like some of the the characters that were like kids in Breath of the Wild are like adults now. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering like if that's the case, then does that mean that we're past the Divine Beast part? Or... Is the, like, where are we in the timeline of, of this, of all? Back to happening? the
1: timeline.
0: Because then that will, then we can understand where are the Divine Beasts, you know? Because they were really used. Better get to- my
1: corkboard out.
0: You better get that, like, yeah, you got to get the string and the, 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 the pins and stuff.
1: Uh, do you yeah. think we will see them in this game?
0: I don't think so. Really? I think they're going to be different.
1: But, like, well, a whole different thing. Well, that's thing. not a yes or no.
0: Like, they, they probably have another invention to help them. But not a divine Ganon, beast. But not a divine beast. Okay. Because we already used those. Cool. They failed. It'd
1: be cool if they came back. They failed. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person with me.
0: I think it's going to be something different. Okay. Bigger. Maybe it's like they can form together to, to but create where are one they? massive.
1: Where are they? Oh. Oh, wow. Like an
0: elephant, <laughs> like a, camel. a Voltron. Voltron.
1: Okay. By our That's an, combined. That is an interesting idea.
0: I think that would be cool.
1: Great theory. Maybe
0: there's a new one from the sky that comes down. Oh, wow. A sky. Or the deck. underground.
1: We're we talking about all these, all these rumors about maybe, things happening underground. Maybe it's a mole. It's like a mole.
0: Yeah, it's a mole and like an eagle. What
1: if it's a pack rat? It's like you. <laughs> just throws stuff from the garage, throws Gizmondo games <laughs> at the enemy. Ganon. That
0: will that will really yeah. get Ganon
1: off <laughs> <laughs> He interrupts Ganon's squat reps to
0: <laughs> but whack Gizmondo? him with a Gizmondo. <laughs> He's really working on his uppers, not his lowers. All right. <laughs> He's doing like bench presses or something. Anyways.
1: Next question, sjsharky777. With the success of the recent Mario movie, when do you expect Nintendo to announce their next Mario game? Yes. Would you prefer a sequel to Mario Odyssey or something brand new we've never seen before in a Mario game? Finally, what are your favorite 2D and 3D Mario games ever made? Mine are Super Mario Bros. 3 and Super Mario 64.
0: Good choices. I know, where is
1: the game? This is one of the great mysteries.
0: I really want a Mario game to come out this holiday. I'm still holding out hope.
1: That they'll announce something
0: in June around like what was E3 time. 2D or 3D? I would love to see a 2D Mario game because we have not seen one in so long. And the last ones were a little bit generic. So I would like to see a proper 2D Mario game. But I don't know. I feel, I don't know. Is there still a, a place in 2023 for 2D Mario games to exist and be popular? Hopefully. What? I don't know. People a ridiculous thing to, be to say. Open world and three D no. and all sorts of stuff. So, my favorite two um, D Mario game is Super Mario World, obviously. My favorite three D Mario game is Super Mario Odyssey. Um, I I've been saying this too, but like, what if we get like another Mario and Luigi game? I want to see. That doesn't count.
1: I really want to see
0: that too because. Again, the movie has done such a good job with the relationship between the two. It'd be great to see a more story-based Mario and Luigi game. That's so. what the
1: masses want. I want a role-playing game. Give
0: it to me. I'll buy it.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh this You're not answering Feels question like at all. this feels like again, I feel like we're in that part where if you have something super super big, you kind of just hold it unless it's For me- the next Switch? Unless it's Metroid Prime. Because the they, yeah, switch? because they had such a perfect debut in 2017. You kind of like what is the trade-off like mm-hmm. do we want to get this new platform off to a big start or we or, title. or are we good with what we have to ride out the rest of the switch and
0: they're it, still missing that game for like the holiday time though they need a biggin yeah it's and true then, and you know what's bigger than mario nothing so if you want a little timmy to freak out on christmas morning you get him the new mario game yeah
1: I like the same as SJ Sharky, Mario 3, and Super Mario 64. Those are my picks. Vichmictor has our last question. The Sportsmates avatars in Nintendo Switch sports are divisive, to say the least.
0: You better be on my side, Vichmictor.
1: Are they really divisive? Is there anybody who's really into this? Who likes them? Who are you? To be divisive, doesn't it have to have a both sides uh, characteristic? Do you
0: like them, Vitch Oh. Are you the one on the rights? Anyways.
1: But how likely is it that the dev team fully intended them to be, honest to goodness, successor to Mies? Instead of calling them sports mates, <laughs> they could be referred to as fill in the blank mates to fit the other titles they'd be used in. Party mates for a We Party sequel, for example. Oh, We Party. Ugh. That's a lot of bad memories in this question. <laughs> or or we music mates. Or kidding simply it? mates.
0: Can we not call them mates? It sounds weird. Mates. Playmates? Was Nintendo Switch
1: no. Sports Nintendo's way of testing the waters with these new avatars?
0: I don't think so. Don't I'm think so. really upset at Nintendo for all of this drama. Because again, I'm going to complain one more time about this. We, me and you, wanted to make cute little yeah. avatars of us for Nintendo Minute videos. And we had Lee Kovacs, who was wonderful yeah. and beautiful and great. She had like come up with all these cute little avatars for us and we were going to like use this fun graphics inside our videos and Nintendo was like no 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 you two cannot do this because we have our own avatars and they're Miis and they are very important we're going to continue to use the Miis and then no Miis the Miis are gone and then we get these awful sports mates or whatever they're called and they're now they're gone too so what's the deal hmm? I'm asking you
1: what is the deal? Yeah, when we first saw Switch Sports, we said, oh, so you can use Mies, right? Like, no, we've got these other things. They're so ugly. It never made sense.
0: And then you put the Mii head on it, the body proportions are off. So yeah. you don't even give me that. Oh, you can please. It's just
1: a, it's whiff. It a whiff. It's not
0: the same. It's a whiff. It's
1: all around whiff. That game. Bring back Mies. That's bad. Okay. Woo!
0: I need to go to the bathroom really bad again, so we gotta use well, this.
1: We can't stop now. I know. We're almost I'm just there. We gotta go. Okay.
0: Superstar shout-outs.
1: clock is ticking, yes. Here we go. Uh-huh. We
0: love you superstars. Aaron Hash. Ben Icorn. Maru Mayhem.
1: eigenverse
0: Kiss My Flapjack.
1: Mike Chin.
0: Mr. Rogers.
1: Roy Eschke.
0: Switching It Up
1: Underscore. on The
0: Shark Among Men.
1: VGM Life.
0: Link, The Hero of Winds.
1: Angela Bycroft and her pig Molly. Turbo Charge Nerd. Thomas O'Rourke. Kyle LeBouffe. And Twin Dragons seventy six. What if I just read these as slowly as possible? While I like squirm in my sleep? <laughs> watch seat? you squirm, yeah. yeah to... For calling me a pack rat mafioso, okay. heartless pack rat mafioso. Well, that's a good.
0: That's a good like like gamer. It's tag not. It's a good gamer tag for you. No,
1: that like, when you can like pick and choose. I can't the things. talk to you
0: anymore. Go that's away. That's like what
1: you get the first thing. It's like kind of insulting. What
0: up Club graduation <laughs> service. A-Rom Burgundy.
1: <laughs> Adam and Ansley.
0: A- Jean Mallari
1: aller Alejandro. Alder, Alder, <laughs> Alder <laughs> Pratt! Uhas. Andrew have Andrew Duhas!
0: <laughs> Astro Dev.
1: Blazed and Enthused.
0: Bookum Dano.
1: Brad SF56. Brooke Obscura. Brookie Kazooie. Bruce Dash. Chancellor Fairlies.
0: Kelly Squirrel.
1: Christopher Lay. Cozy Tar. Captain Alex. Sea Roper 17. Daniel Cole. Daniel Phillips. Daniel Valencia. Dawson. Desert Cult 18.
0: doo Face. Dolce. Dino Punch.
1: Elite Peach.
0: X-Barts 15.
1: Fart. S Barts50. Fart Pre69. Furbound. Fernie and Jess Forever. Fox the Ploy. Fred Rossi. Garrett Holfish. Garth the Wolf. Gartooth. G Sun 101. Ian shit. Israel Izzy. Jay Rando. Jabroni Jones. JK99. JBJ. Jeff Hernandez. Jerry92602. Jesse Hernandez. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Collette. Jordan Himmerley. Joseph DeHaze. Joshua Clements. Jujifruit. Fruit. Just Cantro. Justin Leminger.
0: Kawa, 2796 Help Shake. Kevin Delane. Krisu. Krista Christ- Roddy Kid.
1: Christopia Party With Me.
0: Kyle Gamer Barry Rookie.
1: Kyle Kretzer. Kyler Nelson. Lanelle Stickman. Lana. Lil Sebastian. Lit. Mad Dog 5981. Marky Man 64. Dragon 101. Megan. Michael Craven. Michael White. Mickey Conway. Mickey. Mike Mania. Mr. Andy Palm. MSM Poke Gamer. Mr. Beans and Dip. My Trim Nasir. Nathan Burkhart. Panda. Panda Buns. Paul C. Pace. Paul Gale Network.
0: Prime Factor,
1: Prince Charmless, Raver, Rain Tech,
0: Ray Chiron,
1: Ryuji Utsuho Oku,
0: Renee Rivers,
1: Rick Alvarado,
0: Riath One,
1: RJ Kern,
0: Rob Osborne,
1: Renana Rex, Rox, Rianetta, Sam Mullen. Sharif Jackson, Shinru, Slowbro, Schmills, Shrews, Silly Ferret, SJ Sharky777, Spicy Munchkin, Steel Citrone,
0: Tales of Link, Tefu, Terra Storm,
1: Thomas Alvarez, Hofer Schmofer Travis Torline, Troopage Tug's Puppy Bear, Tusco,
0: Tyler Geis Tyler and
1: Tracy, Fest Video Game Stupid, Virtual Buck,
0: Wicked Date, Will Ernst, Will Johnson, Zoodiver, Zelgaroff, and Zeroid. Yay! We did it!
1: You can't just cut and run now, gotta wrap this up. Don't to forget the to plane.
0: subscribe on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Kit and Krista to keep supporting all of this. Thank you very much.
1: Yep, and if you're watching on video, you can go ahead and subscribe to the Kit and Krista channel. Give this video a thumbs up, leave us a nice comment. If you're on audio, one of our great audio listeners, you can also subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, and leave us a review there, too, on your platform of choice.
0: And don't forget to follow us on the socials. We are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. Okay. I have to go. We can tell. Bye. Bye.